We're judging the world and saying what sucks. We're reviews. Versus the world. Oh, yeah, I know. I didn't think there was more of a song to know. See, I was I was already like out of high school when SpongeBob was popular. So you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about oh like older. Uh, adults well, coming to shows that are very definitely geared towards children in a little <laughs> bit. But, but for now, welcome to Reviews vs. the World. Hello! The podcast. Hi, so I'm Steven, and I will be hosting today's discussion on anime. This is basically our, uh, intended to be our beginner's guide to anime. Um, I am joined today by some wonderful commenters. I am, of course, joined by Brady, as always. Hello. Aldo, Aldo is here. And we've got Emily. And joining Hi. us again from the Closet Geek, it is Michael. Woo! Hey, thanks for having me, and, and thank you for not saying Japanime. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> oh, uh, I've, I've used all those terms myself. So um, before we get into our topic of discussion for the day, as we tend to do, we would like to take a minute and talk about what we've been into over the last month. Uh, whatever uh, nerdy or marginally pop-culturally interesting activities have engaged our faculties over the last 30-day period. So why don't we start to my immediate right and go with Aldo. Aldo, what have you been into over the last month? Well, I have a stack of comics here. So you do. I'm not going to talk about all of them. Hold them up to the microphone so the, our podcasting audience can hear them. Look, <laughs> look at them. Hear the ruffles. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. That's a good ah. ASMR Ruffles, sound? whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ruffles. ruffles. What you guys don't what see type of comic is, book? The, is the sleeves and border. <laughs> it's like classic comic it's book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got your dust sleeve and your cardboard backing. You're like, this is collectible someday. No. This right. Is, this ten, is... ten years from now, you'll sell it for ten cents. Yep. <laughs> right. This is worthless now. So, <laughs> so what did you go over? So, so for the most part, uh, just to kind of... Sum it up, because Brady, not Brady, Steven's an old man, and he doesn't want us to have fun. We gotta get this done in time for me to get home and have my shower. He has to go home and yell. I wait, wait, did you just say shower or chowder? Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know, for a minute there, I thought he was going to say gin, but let's go. <laughs> shower of chowder and gin. No, so, so I've been uh, really into the Marvel uh, relaunch that has happened as the after effect of the Marvel Secret Wars, which still hasn't ended, but that's a whole... <laughs> That's a whole other thing. That's going to be like um, our update every month. I've really been into Marvel Secret Wars, except Secret Wars hasn't ended, but all the stuff that comes after it is great. Yeah, so, and you know what? Actually, <laughs> you know, it's true. All the stuff that's been coming out of it, the all-new, all-different Avengers is fantastic. Um, Extraordinary X-Men is really good because it's a whole other team of X-Men, but the main focus is you have Old Man Logan, and from the past, uh, all-new X-Men Jean Grey, so Jean Grey from like the 1950s. It's so complicated, you guys. It's the best thing because it's... There's one person who hasn't experienced any of the life, and there's a person who has experienced too much life. I, I enjoy so the fact confused. that they brought in Old Man Logan. That's the best part. I love it. Old um, Man Logan is probably, the, in my opinion, my, it's my favorite version of, of Wolverine. But it's also Wolverine that has no patience anymore for anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there's, there's that. There's also um, the new Invincible Iron Man, which is kind of fantastic. It's him kind of... Kind of sort of teaming up with uh, Doctor Doom, and there's just a whole bunch of... No, no, you can't say Fantastic and Doctor Doom in the same comment. Oh. That doesn't work. You totally can! Doctor Doom is a Fantastic Four villain. 
Except the Fantastic, <laughs> Except there's no Fantastic Four comic anymore. I know, right? That's why I said you there's, can't say there's that. There's also no more Fantastic Four kind of period. Yeah, no, that's true. Which is awful because the Fantastic Four we, I think we'll are have like, to have another conversation about this at some point. Yeah, they're like yeah. the pinnacle like cornerstone of, of Marvel. That's they're like Marvel the started. most powerful group. And people are like, what? And I'm like, obviously yeah. you've not read the comics. Yeah, true. Yeah, you've anyway. only watched the movies. <laughs> Evil so, people. <laughs> Thanks, Fox. Oh, gosh. So, uh, yeah, so there's that. And I'm just, you know, eagerly awaiting the end of The Secret Wars. Because I've already started reading everything that comes after it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll end when everything else ends. That yeah. way you get consistent backstory of yeah. all the forward story. Well, the problem is it hasn't ended and there's like two other little side stories that are... That they can't release those issues until the last two issues come out because they would spoil stuff. Which I mean, it's not like we're already spoiling stuff well, by launching yeah, anything like, else. They're they're gonna spoil everything along the way. That's yeah. how it happens, pretty much. But you know, it's all good. I like it. It's all right. Fun. So, so Mike, what have you been into over the last month? Oh, you caught me mid chew. We're enjoying pizza, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, this last month, uh, I'm a LARPer. Okay. <laughs> and I will wave my geek flag proudly on that one. It, and so uh, I've been LARPing heavily uh, with Mythic Realms, which is a Salt Lake-based uh, live-action role-playing group. Been having lots of fun there. Had a couple of uh, really cool events. I got to uh, PC one of the events and NPC another events, but the... We've been having the events in the Castle of Chaos, which is a oh. Salt Lake City-based haunted house. Ooh. We volunteer our time to help them throughout the year, so they give us the space to use throughout the winter. It's really great to be indoors instead of out of doors. I can imagine. the, you know, feats of snow that comes <laughs> okay. hopefully this year in Salt Lake. But in the haunted house uh, on one of the nights, I play an archer. Uh, uh, basically a, an elven archer that's also a really good medic. So I, I have medical skills. But I'm in the back of this group in this kind of U-shaped hallway and uh, or U-shaped room. And it's you are forced to walk in this U-shape, but you can see over or through things because there's gaps. There's about like seven-inch gaps here and there. And... The fighters are all the way around fighting this group of nasty things, and I see, like, this powerful caster. Why do I know that? Because he had, like, lots of what they call spell packets. So I know he was channeling lots of energy. And there's big, powerful spells called foot plants. And so he planted his foot, called out this spell name, and I'm like, everyone's going to die if I, can, if I can't do anything, because nobody really seems to pay attention to what just happened, but I could kind of see him through this crack in in the in the openings, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm an archer. Why am I not? Doing <laughs> right? If only I had something that could shoot a long, pointy metallic object. I know, right? At his brittle man flesh. And so, I was able to hit his shoulder, so or see his shoulder, and I can't hit him in the head because that's against the rules. So I had to really aim well, and it was about a. It's only like it was only like a fifteen to maybe twenty foot shot, but it was a seven inch gap, and so I couldn't really sway. But I pegged him right in the shoulder, and it caught him off so much by surprise that he stumbled, which broke his foot plant. And so I'm like, "Did you see that? Did you see that?" <laughs> no, nobody saw that. It's like one person behind me was like, "Good shot," and then nobody else knew what it, you know was going on, I'm thinking, you know what, if oh, I hadn't have done that, 
every all the fighters on the front line would be dead, and we would all be like toast. But that's I what saved, being a team player is all I about. I saved right? the day, and nobody knew it, but the NPC I hit, and the one person behind me who was a non-combatant. So but, <laughs> being but, a hero is about saving the day, not the glory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it is. That's but fun. you know, but until you can go onto a podcast and brag about it. Yeah, yeah. you know. And, now you know, all of you know. <laughs> hey, Mike you know, saved the day. Mike I is did. A hero. I saved the day with my epic shot once again. I I have a tendency to do that in these fights I will be will be in a boss fight situation and I get a shot off and it changes the flow of the combat do I get any thanks nope it's always it's always that one guy in the front line and or the one you know the one caster guy it's never the archer <laughs> come on anyway but uh, that's that's about as as much as I'll go into I could talk about what I did this month for the next three hours, but... Well, we'll we gotta have on. something to talk about on the break. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we'll <laughs> so move on. In the meantime, Emily, what have you been into over the last month? So, I struggled with this question because I was thinking about it today. Yeah? And my first answer was I organized my movie collections in alphabetical order. Oh, that's so um, nerdy. <laughs> Your what collection? But my movie collection. Oh, movie collection. Well, my video games are organized okay. too, but I have like six of them, so that's not really hard. <laughs> um, but my real answer that I decided today, I saw Mockingjay Part Two today. That's a Ooh, that's yeah. a good answer. It was really good. I I've I've never I've read the f- so my history briefly. I had never heard of The Hunger Games until the movie came out. I went opening night when I with some friends in college, and then I read the first book, and I'm like, Katniss is really stupid in the books, but I like yes. the movies. So <laughs> I finished, I watched them and watched them and watched them, and now I finished the last movie. I might go back and read the books, but probably not, because she's stupid. I'm, in I'm the ha- books. I like oh, her in the books. I'm happy I've met a female that actually shares the same opinion that I do about she's Katniss. Oh, so most, most all the women that I know who've read the books say that Katniss is no, dumb. Oh, you, she's just obnoxious. You know what I think would have improved the character as a whole? Get rid of the entire concept of a love triangle in the book series. Yeah, that way she could be a powerful female character as she should be, mm-hmm. and, you know, and represent. And then the other two are friends and companions in her journey of the books. But but Twilight had been out. Yeah, had that love triangle with the you know team whatever, team uh, and Hunger Games was later and wanted to follow that process, but blew it because they wanted a powerful female character, which Twilight didn't. My opinion... Until the very last book. My opinion is that I disagree with you because, yes, in the books it was kind of distracting. However, in the movies... There's this love triangle still happening, and she's still that, a really strong, powerful female character. The love and the triangle female, is better I, written in the film than also, the book. That is also, <laughs> like, th- I've always said this about the Hunger Games. I've not read the books, all of them. I have read the original Hunger Games novel, mm-hmm. and I have read or seen the Hunger Games movie, and I've seen some of the other movies after it. Yeah. Um, I read the Hunger Games novel and thought that it was a decent story. It is. Um, the movie is actually a good movie. Yes. Yes. Like, the Hunger Games novel is not good as a book. No. It is good as a story. Mm-hmm. But the book itself, it's not terribly well written. Um, the characters don't have quite the depth of complexity that they really need. Yeah. The movie has Jennifer Lawrence, and so yeah, good. so it's going to be Basically, okay. it's like, uh, I think I know who but, the clear winner is Honestly, here. I do have to It is a young that. adult novel. But go yeah. ahead, Aldo. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I have to agree with Michael, though. I don't think that the love triangle works very well in the books. I think the book... It doesn't work well in the no. books at all, no. 
And it works better in the movie because it's downplayed a lot. Because they're it's, gorgeous. They're also better act. Like they're, yeah. they act really well. But, like they're very yeah. good what at what I, they do. What I think would have been better would have been to focus just more on Peta and Katniss because that whole kind of dynamic where he's kind of the love struck teenage girl and she's the oblivious mm-hmm. man uh, <laughs> was actually really interesting. And I love the I love like how that becomes not just part of the story, but it becomes like a factor in like her interactions with him and. Right. His inter and his uh, you know reactions to everything, but oh yeah. So we got so on a he- bit of a tangent here, sorry. though. Oh. Sorry, we, sorry. We, what did you think of the movie <laughs> that you saw? It was really good. It ended really well. I kind of uh, didn't really know. Oh, shut your mouth. I'm <laughs> I thought it ended really well. Brady can shut his mouth and keep his comments to himself because it's going to be his turn to talk about what nerdy thing he did next, and he's going to move on. Did it end? <laughs> <laughs> seen the film did it end like the book yes i didn't read the book good. i only read the first book good so. okay so, so <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not referring to the epilogue i'm referring to the end chapter yeah and, and okay i haven't seen it yet moving on so, 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 so I, won't, I won't i won't ruin things too much okay but i i will say that there is a point in the book of The Mockingjay, where you can tell that Suzanne Collins was just tired of writing. And so she goes, and Katniss was knocked out while all this big, important stuff happened. That that happened happened in The Hobbit. And that happened. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, J.R.R. Tolkien. She just pulled a J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, and that that always... (laughs) I love that. Thank you. It bugged me. It bugged me, and it... Felt so lazy I, when it, I read it in the book. Uh, I'm like, it, they, they, they can at least show a little bit of what happens after that because well, big stuff happens. And no, so nothing. There's, there's a part it's, in the welcome, welcome to how to do writing. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, 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 I have one quick question for Emily. Yeah. One of my favorite parts in the in the book, if I remember correctly, is like they're going to the city and there's like this tar, like water thing that like comes down and chases them. Mm-hmm. That's that a great in, scene. Is it in the movie? Yeah. Okay. It's really it. cool. I, I'm right. kind of like looking forward to that one scene. All right. I thought mine was going to be the least tangenty here. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, no, Brady. I should have stuck with movie collections. So, Brady, Brady, what thing have you been into over the last month that we can make fun of you for? Okay. Yay! I, <laughs> I, I have been playing a lot of video games, guys. You always play a lot Whoa, of video games. I know. Do you get sucked into Fallout 4? No. Thank I, goodness. I, I, I'm holding off and... For a couple of reasons. Number one, I want to make sure that my PC is good enough to play it because I don't want to play it on my PS4. Right. And are you not a consoler or? Well, I, I I am. It's just that I've played the others on the PC. And oh, okay. And, there you and, go. And I like having Valid reason. You know, I, I, I well, like, yeah. I like you want you want that consistent feel. Yeah, exactly. And so I I might need to upgrade my video card or something. I, I agree know. with that because I played all of the Metal Gears as on the consoles because that's all they were available on. And playing Metal Gear Solid Five on the PC was kind of it was weird. I don't right. know why, but it was weird. Anyways, and and then number two the re- the number two reason is because I will be getting Xenoblade Chronicles X next oh, month. Oh yeah, and when I do that. Then I'm already going to be is immersed that, in a giant open world game. Is that Wii U or Wii U? Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, which is unfortunate. It had so much potential, but it's a it's, it's a Nintendo it's Sega. A, no, no, it's a, no, it's a Nintendo property. Um, uh, I know it's a, uh, no, it wasn't like. Oh, gosh, sorry, it's, uh, yeah, um, it's. I'm trying to remember the producer yeah. of it. Dang it! Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Takayashi, something like that. I don't know. But um, he, um, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of. 
saving all my open world, my giant open world for that, because oh, I know okay. that I'm going to spend hundreds and hundreds of hours oh, in that. Uh, it's, a, it's a JRPG. Yeah. It, with it, You say JRPG, it's going to be hundreds of hours of something. Yeah. Oh, Tetsuya yeah. Takahashi. Yeah. See, I was close. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so no Fallout 4 yet. However, I have been wa- I have been playing four different games, a couple kind of older ones from my backlog that I, I've always meant to go back and try again, because I would play them for a couple of hours and then just kind of get bored. And then a couple new ones that I got. And so I will give you the four, and you guys tell me which one you, wanna, you want me to talk about. Okay. 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 All right. Ready. So if we're going to my backlog ones, I have Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> that was a okay. no from Aldo. I have strong opinions about Assassin's Creed. Okay. None of them were good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I also have Far Cry 4. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Go on. Your grunts are And so then <laughs> my my newer games that I just recently got are Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> and Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront. Okay. Mm. So, which one do you guys want me to, to talk about? I kind of want to hear what one's going to elicit the strongest reaction from Aldo. Right. That's what I want to hear. Probably Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Okay. Metal Gear Solid. We'll see. Third-person assassins game that had a potential for a good storyline, but blew it in a long, elongated. And then became imagination a of series. Then became a pirate game. Yar. Who doesn't love pirates? You know, and then, and then two first-person shooters. So it's like, eh, I'm not a big FPS guy, so I'll back off on those. Both the other two are third-person assassin-type games. Let, let's you go know. with Metal Gear, then. <laughs> let's go with Metal Gear. So Metal Gear Solid Five. I've never been able to get into the Metal Gear Solid, Solid series, and that's because I don't like half-an-hour-long cutscenes. With cheesy dialogue. I just... So, I, wait, I just, so you're I'm telling us you like The Last of Us. So, so I'm just going to be that guy and say that is, a terrible, that is a terrible stereotype of the Metal Gear franchise because on average they are about 15 minute cutscenes. That's including the only cutscene that is above 20 minutes is a Metal Gear Solid 4 and it's the end and it's a 45 minute cutscene. Oh my At god. At the end of the game. It's a... It's a and then the end. And then you thought. So, <laughs> so like, Lord of the Rings. I, I, I apologize for the hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just feel strongly. We can tell. But, so, you know, I've, I've just never been able to get into it because I get bored by cutscenes. <laughs> and just like, skip, 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 there's no skip! There's no skip! <laughs> but, you know, I had heard that... The reason why a lot of Metal Gear Solid fans don't like Metal Gear Solid Five as much is because it's less focused on those big on those big moment cutscene story elements, and it's more it's more open and it's more about the gameplay, and that's what I was looking for. And so, do you get the cardboard box? Yes, yeah. that's all that has yeah. to be said. And you can develop all sorts of different kinds of cardboard boxes as well. Kevlar um, covered so cardboard I, boxes. I don't know if you've done this, but you can. You can put on the box and then run and then uh, and then slide down the hill. And then slide down the hill. It's yeah, the best I have. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, fun times. So here's the thing. So the prologue for this game is very classic. Metal Gear Solid makes absolutely no sense. I have no idea what's going on. There's this flying person with fire, but you know that there was some, there was something that that they threw into it that I'm like that was genius. It has a character creation moment where you actually go in and you're creating a character because it's like, 
your face was so badly damaged that, and we, you need to stay hidden from, from these people who are looking to kill you, so we need to change your face. And then you go into this whole editor for, you know, character creation. He's like, all right, we can go ahead and do that tomorrow. And then immediately you're attacked by enemy soldiers. So, of course, you're going to look like Snake. <laughs> so you go through all this character creation for nothing, and it's great. So, so actually, that's supposed to play into the Metal Gear Online, but if you're playing on PC, you're never going to play that. <laughs> all right. That's, that becomes your default character in Metal Gear Online. Yeah. So anyway, so the actual gameplay, once you really get into the open world and you go and you're doing all these little side missions and main missions and just having a lot of fun, it's great. And it, it, it's... The best thing about all of it is something called Fultoning, which is basically you put these giant balloons onto pretty much whoever or whatever, and then it shoots them up into the sky and you hear them scream, which is always fun. And then they get taken to your mother base where they're, where, you know, if it's an enemy soldier, they're basically brainwashed into following you. Wow, um, I have so many issues with that. Well, <laughs> the, the official explanation is that they that the big boss is such a legendary warrior that anybody who's ever heard of him would want to and love and work for him. But apparently, he's so legendary that nobody knows what he looks like, so they shoot him on sight. Yeah, and and they also while you, while you're in Mother Base walking around, they they're happy when you beat them up. So it's great. They're happy. Yeah, yeah. they say thank oh you. Oh my gosh, this is a morally complicated game, <laughs> and I am not sure how I feel about well, that's it. That's kind of the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just you know, going around and sneaking around all these different places, and um, using all of your different abilities, and fultoning the crap out of everyone and everything. Naturally, it's it's actually a really fun, enjoyable experience, and I'm glad that I got it. I was I was actually going in between that and Fallout Four. Just trying to decide which one to get, and ended up going with. How many with how many hours are you in, or, or what what mission are you on? Uh, I've been doing all the side ops that I can. Okay, and so done a lot of two hundred hours into it. Done, done a lot of resource building. I'm only you like just finished the tutorial. I'm, I'm <laughs> probably like ten fifteen hours in. Okay. So I'm so have you, have the, you, the only companion that I have right now is D Horse, but D Dog I got you know I found the puppy obviously. Oh my gosh, yes, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so D Dog really does become the best thing, and I recommend you 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 uh, develop his sneaking suit because mm-hmm. you can order him to assassinate people. A dog? Yeah. What? And the best part is he doesn't like bite them to death. He pulls out a little knife out of his vest. What? And what? And then he goes and he runs and he like jumps on their what? chest and slashes. Oh and then he walks God. up to you so you can pet him. You know, okay. you know, they they do the most ridiculous things on purpose just to get a rise. That is actually oh, yeah. great. I'm okay with Black Ops dog assassinations, but um, yeah. There's that. You can also get like a little portable Metal Gear that you can ride around in, and it has an arm. So you can now, like... now I'm trying to think of how long it would take to train a dog to draw, <laughs> use a knife, and then sheath the knife afterwards. And I'm thinking, <laughs> do they train him to clean the blade before he sheaths the knife? I don't know. Before the pet, you know. So, so th- there's one thing that I keep on forgetting about about this game while I'm playing it, and that's that your character Snake has this giant piece of shrapnel pointing out of his head that kind of looks like a demon's horn. Yeah. And I always forget about it until I see a close-up and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's yeah. there. Oh, that's me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, you should get that removed. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> there's, there's a, I, I love the explanation for why they can't remove it, and 
it's also a very uh, convenient explanation for a lot of the stuff that you do. Because, mind you, Big Boss is supposed to be this, you know, legendary soldier, inter- international spy of mystery, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when you do this game, uh, because you have a giant horn of shrapnel stuck in, in his head, and it's apparently lodged into his brain, he's lost his ability to speak other languages, so now you have to go and... You, you have to actually, like, fault in translators in yeah. order to understand the you Russians. Have, you have to find what? translators so that they can translate for you on the spot when you're interrogating people. Oh, that's weird. And it's kind of the best, most convenient... Yeah. Explanation of anything ever. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so Metal Gear Solid Five sounds is like it's my recommendation. Sounds like it's recommended. Also, have you punched people with your bionic arm? Yes, that's so much. Have fun. you noticed this, the sound effect for it? Ah, it's from the Million Dollar Man. And the best thing is, if you don't ever, if you don't have it's a the trend, bionic noise. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, my gosh. So and I learned this. So there's parts <laughs> where you have to like, you have to knock out people. You can't kill them because if you kill them, you fail or you know whatever. Um, I'll make a new TV series called The $60 Billion Man. <laughs> so, I do a lot of missions where I just take two very two lethal weapons, and then when they tell me you can't kill them, I'm like, oh, crap. I quickly learned that your bionic punch is always a knockout, so my favorite thing is to just run up to my target and whoa, 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 punch him in the face. <laughs> That's and you awesome. can punch people, you can punch cars, you can punch goats. So yeah, the official reviews versus the world recommendation is go ahead and check out Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Metal Fist Face Puncher. <laughs> face so, Puncher! Over the last month, I have, uh, you know, continued in my pursuit of more and better comics. Happiness. And so, I, I'm a trade paperback collector. I don't buy individual issues. So whenever I talk about a comic, it's usually something that is at least a year old, sometimes longer. So the comic that I've been into that I've enjoyed the heck out of is the Storm solo series from uh, Marvel Comics, uh, written by Greg Pak and drawn by, and I'm going to get this name wrong, I think, Victor Inanez. Um, so Storm is a character that I've always very strongly associated with the X-Men to the point where anything, any associations that she has outside of the X-Men have always felt weird to me. Um, so well, I I can't disagree with you because I grew up with the Uncanny X Men in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's where and she came from. That's the, that's where yeah. There you go. In all her different incarnations, I yeah. prefer her punk version. Oh yes, yes. And, and uh, Mohawk Storm is uh, demonstrably the best Storm, and she is the star of the the Storm solo there series. Is, it as, is as well she should as be. well she should be. So one thing that I've learned uh, last month, I talked about the podcast. Rachel and Miles explain the X Men. Um, they've talked a lot about how Storm has actually changed over the course of the X-Men series, and it made me realize this character had a lot of depth, and really probably could carry a solo series on her own. So I picked up the first volume, which is uh, appropriately titled Make It Rain, <laughs> and it's great. It is absolutely fantastic. It's I think it ca- uh, collects the first five issues, and each one is a more or less self-contained story about Storm just being fed up with the world being... Uh, complicated, and she's like, nope, this is right, this is wrong. Also, I can control the weather, so we're going to do what's right. Good. It is absolutely fantastic, and she's not always right. That's the other thing, is for all this power, she's uh, making mistakes throughout the series. You mean she's human? Well, technically what? she's a mutant, and that's supposedly a separate species. <laughs> Although, mutants and humans can actually breed, which means that they're not really a separate species, but we're not going to get into the pseudoscience of Marvel Comics today. <laughs> Your brain's hurt. I know, so, I understand. There's, uh, I'm going to spoil a little bit uh, from the series, because there's just this moment that I think is fantastic. 
Um, the final issue is about Storm mourning the death of Wolverine. This is not Old Man Logan that we referred to earlier. This is not new teenage girl Wolverine who now has her ongoing series. What? Uh, we'll talk about that at another point. Oh, man. This is, in fact, the original Wolverine died. Oh. And Storm was dating Wolverine at the time of the story. What? Um, it works better than it sounds like. Uh, no, okay, I, that's I not the problem. I'm just I promise. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman. No, 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 no. You just ruined the entire visualization of this car. I had so Halle much Berry. momentum, Brady, and you ruined uh, it. I'm sorry. I like, I like um. monster. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so at any rate. <laughs> During her mourning period, Storm goes to Japan because Wolverine spent a lot of time in Japan. Right. Um, because she's Canadian, and that's a thing that Canadian Super uh, Bowlers apparently do. Obviously. I don't know. Well, Wolverine's he's, you know, he's, crazy. he's short. He fits in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's an overstarting okay. the song. Xenophobia. So, at any rate, <laughs> Storm goes to Japan, meets up with an old acquaintance, and finds out that there's this underground... Uh, gladiatorial arena where the top four criminal organizations are pitting gladiators against each other in these death matches that like, control... Like they do. Yeah, th like they do. And this is what is determining who is controlling the criminal empires of the region. And Storm is like, no, this is wrong. We should not be doing this. This is 100% against all standards of morality that I have. And her friend is like, well, Wolverine was always my champion in this, and Wolverine did this, and you said that you would come here and you would do what Wolverine was going to do. And Wolverine would come in here and he would defend me and he would fight all these guys to the death. And Storm's like, no, that's not true. Wolverine is, like, he killed people, but that can't be right. And so she tries to get into Wolverine's head. What is Wolverine going to do in this circumstance? And she's like, oh yeah, Wolverine would definitely play along until it got to a point where he could stop it. Well, guess what? I am Storm. I can control the weather. I can stop this. I can do whatever the heck I want. And so she creates a fist out of a whirlwind and dirt and punches everyone out and says, listen up, this is over. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of awesome. And there's another twist that comes right after it that uh, makes it really effective. But there's so much just focusing on how powerful Storm is. When she's grieving Wolverine, mm -hmm. she has to have Beast fly her into space because the minute that she loses control of her emotions mm -hmm. it causes massive windstorms and creates this massive aurora borealis over the entire north american continent right um because she Ooh. controls the weather right so it's this, this series that really focuses on how powerful storm is how interesting her history is and how flawed and relatable she is as a character it is fantastic that's awesome i can't nice. recommend it highly enough um, Marvel has been doing great comics, <laughs> and most of their best stuff has been their solo series featuring women. It's definitely been something that they've been focusing on. Not that their stuff with men hasn't been good. I mean, John and I have raved about Hawkeye in the past, right. but they're they're. <laughs> uh, it, it's enough to make yeah, me want to. It's wanna... about those. It's about the storms. It's about the Miss Marvels. It's about. Yeah, and it makes me want to check out Teenage Girl Wolverine even. Cause it's, it starts out really strong. It sounds like it's really good. You, you say teenage girl Wolverine and I, oh, she's I a female clone no, of Wolverine. No, 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 I can't help oh, but you, the way sense. you say it though, I keep hearing Teen Wolf in my mind. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I loved that show, Michael J. Fox. But then I'm like, wait, no, he's talking about Wolverine. And then I have to think of like this 120 pound petite adamantine laden <laughs> woman you know, it, you know just, it, it'll be interesting oh, we did have very, a fling with past angel yeah <laughs> so cool. we'll talk about that some point i think <laughs> but for now we're going to talk about anime yeah we are i knew i was here for something yeah <laughs> was it the pizza so if you are if you are interested in watching along at home we are going to be 
uh, talking about six different episodes from six different anime. So one from each. This is sort of a grab bag of, of what is out there. We will be watching, um, mostly they're going to be first episodes. We will watch the initial episode of the anime series Durarara. And I should I should point out that there are exclamation points in that title, so it's really like Durarara! Or it could right. be Durr. Yeah, they do. No, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> there is there is a perfectly logical reason for the title. We'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Uh, we will also be watching uh, the first episode of the volleyball anime Haikyuu. Haikyuu! Exclamation points. Um, we will also be talking about. One of my personal favorite anime of all time, Cowboy Bebop. We, and rather than episode one, we are going to go with episode five, Ballad of Fallen Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, we will also be watching the initial episode of the original 1992 anime Sailor Moon. Yes! 91. 91, oh snap. Uh, we will watch the first episode of Fruits Basket. Mm-hmm. And then our bonus viewing is the second episode of the new anime One Punch Man, or One Pun Man. One Punch Man. One Punch Man. Well, yeah, yeah from yeah. from the manga. Before yeah. we get into that, though, I want to just take a quick minute and go around the table. Unfortunately, I was really hoping John would be here tonight because John is probably of this group the one who is the least uh, familiar with anime as a medium. Um, I, I, as it stands, we've got a lot of people here who have a decent amount of experience I, with it. I really wish John was here because John takes excellent notes and stuff. So oh, true. So yeah. I, I do. I do have notes on two different series from John. Well, okay. So I will great. read them out. John's voice will be heard, even though his voice will not actually be heard in this audio podcast. <laughs> uh, so um, I'll go ahead and just kick us off real fast, uh, like just briefly sum up my experience with anime. I've kind of talked about it in the past. Um, I have. Uh, Always been interested in cartoons. When I went off to college and found out that... Because I didn't have cable growing up. When I found out that there was an entire network dedicated to cartoons um, called the Cartoon Network, I was really <laughs> excited. And when I found out they did anime, I was say, what is this thing from this strange foreign land? Uh, one of the very first episodes of any anime that I saw was uh, Cowboy Bebop, uh, The Real Folk Blues. Mm-hmm. So the final episodes of potentially the best anime for Western audiences, especially at the time... Um, and so I've kind of been familiar with anime off and on since then. Uh, about four or five years ago, I discovered Death Note, which uh, at the time, at that time in my life, that was exactly the series I needed to convince me that anime was worth looking into. And I've been a pretty, I wouldn't say like a huge active fan, but I've, I've definitely gone out of my way to find series that I've enjoyed. Um, so of, of the group, I am probably on the more experienced side of things. Um, However, I can't hold a candle to Aldo. Aldo, can you tell me about you? how you came to anime? Uh, I read a lot of manga, which are the comic books, in, uh, when I was in junior high. Um, and in high school, I became two-year president of my anime club. So uh, I was really into anime in high school. <laughs> uh, when I finished high school and went off to college, I kind of dropped off anime for a while to focus on kind of studying and stuff. And... Uh, to imagine that, right? How dare I take that seriously? Um, uh, I'm kind of wondering that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that worked out for a year or two, um, and I kind of dropped off the anime scene, the you know, uh, the the fandom, you could say, uh, the community. Um, in the last three or so years, um, maybe four, I've kind, I've really kind of gone back into it. Um, especially when Crunchyroll started and they started doing simulcasting, I was like. What is simulcasting? I can find out about the latest anime in Japan an hour later. Um, and of course, at the time, uh, Crunchyroll didn't really have the best uh, 
contracts. So it was kind of slim pickings, but I kind of held on to them and just kind of kept going. And these the last year has really been me kind of diving head into um, the seasons as they come out, kind of wa- trying to watch more than five or seven series every season mm-hmm. and trying to catch up in some of the older anime I missed out on. All right. Cool. Very cool. Mike? Mm. <laughs> you you are also um, rather mm. rather involved a with uh, <laughs> this thing called uh, anime. Oh, watashi wa nume no makurutas, boku wa otaku. This is very fascinating. You guys can't see it, but he actually has subtitles that are popular. <laughs> I, I do. So, uh, in in this room, uh, I will be the one to say I am an otaku. And I'm not afraid to say that. Now, with that definition, I am an American otaku, not to be mistaken for the true otaku of Japan, which oh. are considered social shut-ins. And, and yeah, neats is, yeah. A, neat is the slang, uh, you know, dirty word that they use, neat, uh, to describe otakus. And they, they you know... They use that to basically show that they have no place in social society. However, in America, we can be fans, and that's socially acceptable, and we can really become a hobbyist in something. And so we can say we are otaku in America, and that's totally cool. I People always ask me, what was your first anime, Michael? And I, I look at them seriously, and I say, Astro Boy. Oh. And they say, what? Oh. And I say, yep, I was six years old, and I was watching Astro Boy mm-hmm. on the TV. And But the, the anime that really showed me what it could be, because, of, you know, Gigantor was awesome, Astro Boy was awesome, as, as a, as a little awesome. boy, as a yeah. little boy. I still like it. But in 86... Robotech, <laughs> which was the American variation of Macross and uh, Southern Cross and Mos Pieta. And that is what showed me that, whoa, you can have this serialized story that's animated that people die, <laughs> drama happens, romance happens, life happens, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it matters. And I was... Since '86, I've been into it, and since a since '90, I've been collecting. In <laughs> in to, in 2002, I stopped quote unquote collecting because by 2002, you have this wonderful thing called the internet. <laughs> now people are, people are like, wait a minute, the internet existed before that. True, it did, but not in the form that you could access the films and or series Mm -hmm. or the manga and so before that it was vhs (laughs) and then laserdisc (laughs) and then dvd i purchased a dvd player the first week they were released in the united states (laughs) because i knew anime was coming (laughs) i spent 420 dollars on a brand new DVD Ooh. player the first week they were released in like 99 I yeah, think something like that and sure enough 2 weeks later I had 4 DVDs of anime <laughs> and so I love anime but in in all honesty 
now there is so much anime mm-hmm. that while I love anime and consider myself a otaku, because of the huge variety that's out there, you can't watch it all. Yeah. No, this no, is no. it's no longer Pokemon. You can't catch it all. I, you you got to you got to pick and choose. I tried one. What you like, <laughs> and so so I still watch almost daily. Yes. <laughs> you know my shows, but you it's have to so really narrow it down to what you enjoy, and then once in a while branch off into things that you want to experiment in. So I love anime. I even run help run the anime convention in Utah, <laughs> Anime Bonsai. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it I, is part of my life, and my wife is okay with that. I, I, think, I think in order for people to like, kind of get an idea of how much anime there is, there are four anime seasons in, in the year, um, and within each of these seasons come out about 40 new series or even sequels. Um, um, and that's, I mean, that's, well, that's including... That's, that was, yeah, so, for example, <laughs> in the winter season of 2014... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were 206 anime series in broadcast. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. That's okay. So that's lot. overwhelming. Now, now, in comparison, people are like, whoa, that's crazy. However, you have to consider that it is one of the major mediums of, of entertainment in Japan. So if you compare that to television in America or North America... You're about even with sitcoms, reality shows, yep. contest shows, and so forth. Now, of course, they have those in Japan as well. But if you take the majority of all your dramas, sci-fis, police procedures, and so forth, and then throw that into an anime category, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. It's the same right. kind of feel. So it, it's And you have yeah. all of those different <laughs> yeah. categories and genres within anime. Yeah. It's not just... It's Pokemon. Right. <laughs> As we were about to find out. Yeah. Anime is a medium, not not a genre. Yeah. And I think that's kind of yeah. important. So, yeah. So, thank you, Mike, for coming Sorry. here to uh, I, proselytize. I know. <laughs> <laughs> can I get a... Can I get a... Pretty sure that's racist. Yeah. So um, (laughs) that is exactly though. This is exactly why we invited you here. No, it's I love it. So Emily, you have some history with anime as well as we learned because you were the one who suggested at least one of the shows that we're watching tonight. Uh huh. Um, my exposure's probably been a little bit more minimal than some of our other gentlemen here. I mean, I grew up watching Pokemon because, of course. Best and theme song. Sa- and Sailor Moon, because of course, when I was a child, I spent several, several long periods of time trying to get my hair to look like Sailor Moon. <laughs> With the bun. Oh. It's impossible. Hey, bunhead. It's impossible. I promise it's not possible. Anyway, I used to wear tights on my head to pretend that I could do it instead because I didn't have long enough hair and I couldn't get it up there. So, I'm adorable. I, I, I love it. It makes me all giddy. I also couldn't awesome. get my hair that way. See? It's impossible. Anyway, and I had exposure to, I mean, I watched a lot of Miyazaki movies, mm-hmm. a lot of Studio mm-hmm. Ghibli. That, that, That's that what I grew up on. That is a entryway for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Was, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll and talk about that over time, place. as I grew older, I wasn't into it all the time, but I, I was exposed to things like... I watched a little bit of Inuyasha. I watched all of Marmalade Boy. Um, oh, Marmalade it's Boy. It's so oh, good. It's so cute. It's so... I love the cutesy stuff. Um, so I've been exposed to a couple things here and there. Like, I knew what, I knew most of the shows that we were talking about today, except for a couple of them. 
But I don't watch it all the time, but mm. I don't have a problem watching it. I don't... It's not like I'm like, Ew, anime swear. Why are you watching anime right now? I can wow. watch it in a car Wow. Show. You've got the best lumpy space princess voice. <laughs> <laughs> I've coined it over the years, I should say. So, I like it. I'm not like... I'm, I'm not as delved into it as some people, but I do enjoy it a lot. Yeah. You would not consider yourself on Otaku. No. Most people don't. I will. We'll, I don't I, think that would be I fair. Do. I think at some point we need to have a conversation about labels, but we'll 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 save that. That's a I have that's a soapbox for an entirely different podcast for me. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be an interesting discussion. I, I think agree. so. Um. So yeah, thank you, Emily Brady. Uh, you're gonna be our voice of uh of uh. I'm a newbie. Yeah. He's our voice of reason. He's our <laughs> I'll, I'll say this about anime. I remember there was one time, I think I was like 10 years old at the time, and I just went downstairs, and my brother was watching a show, and I think it was Fist of the North Star. <laughs> oh! And all that I saw was a guy walking down the street with people yelling at them, at him, and then uh-huh. their heads started exploding for some reason. Right. And right, so right. I'm like... This crap is not for me. <laughs> well, yeah, Fist of the North Star is like rated R kung fu movie. Yeah, it, it's not for a lot of people, <laughs> especially ten-year-old Brady Flanagan. Yeah, right. and so you know, basically from that point, if it's anything that's animation coming out of Japan, I'm like. No, not interested. Not well, interested. when you when you get traumatized like that at a young I age, I can understand. Yeah. It's it's like you know seeing Nightmare on Elm Street and being like, I will never watch horror ever again yeah, when you're a child. <laughs> but when we started this pot, when we started reviews versus the world, um, I knew that we we're going to have anime discussions. I knew that that was going to be a part of everything. He was going to come up and haunt him. Anytime you invite waiting. me and Aldo to come and attend something, we're, the two well, of us are going to talk about anime if nothing yeah. else. And and so, and I also was determined, you know, anytime that we do a review, I want to be able to give that thing a shot. Mm-hmm. And so Aldo did his first review of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. It's a classic. It is a classic. It's a good, I think it's a really good intro. Uh, and and I, I, I think... <laughs> we'll talk about that well, in the break. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and so, you know, I, I gave a few different shows a, sh- a shot. I did watch all Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and I actually loved it. Absolutely loved it, mm-hmm. and then I and then I gave Death Note a shot because I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of good things, and I loved it for about the first ten episodes, and then it's like just get on with it already. It didn't <laughs> right. like the story was really going anywhere. Just kiss him already. Right? <laughs> but I mean, everything, the whole cat and mouse was really intriguing up to that point, but then I couldn't really go on with it, and then I said, okay, you know what? I'm I'm going to try a, to branch out to a few different things. And so I tried Sword Art Online, mm-hmm. yeah, and enjoyed the first half of the first season. Did not enjoy the second half of the first season with uh, Alpine Online. Enjoyed, I really enjoyed Gungale, which is the first part of season it's, two. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same old song and dance where like the first half is excellent, mm-hmm. the second and half then. Is- I gave up. But once they went back to Alpine, it's like, please stop. Maybe, maybe it's just a fairy thing that I'm no. I can I can see your point of view. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I have come to appreciate everyone's input, and and I I 
have learned to bite my tongue because that's their opinion. You can't change their opinion. You're obviously not trying hard enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, you must have failed at debate class. Inside, he's burning so much right now, you guys. He's like, oh my yeah, god. I'm burning so bad, I need the hemorrhoid cream. And he's got one of those little cross vein <laughs> oh. things like you see no, in some, you know, uh, anime. Japanese cartoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah the teardrop <laughs> happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and That's and then I not. watched and then I watched Attack on Titan, which I thought was pretty good, but a little bit it's... overrated. I didn't like the visual <laughs> style. Well, it's it. It's not well, a cup well, of tea. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, it's, we've yeah. got some shows that we have actually yeah. to talk Are about. You, okay, go <laughs> right. Everything for the break. So, we, yeah, we, we actually Stephen suggested. I think you suggested Attack on Titan for. I did suggest Attack on Titan for I, this. I think yeah. it's overrated. And I don't think it's a very good anime well, to yeah. begin with. So I actually. I fought to take that one out. <laughs> and and yeah. Aldo succeeded. And then, yeah, I, I've watched a few others. The Devil's a Part-Timer. I love that. Oh, so, that's I a mean, fun really, to, to sum this up, it sounds like you've been into anime for about as long as we've been doing this. Yes. And exactly. you're you're not even really into well, it. You've just tried some things. And, yeah. Well, and the fact that you've been able to go back at least a decade to watch some of those shows um, yeah. instead of only watching the newer editions is, is mm. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break at this moment, then we'll come back. We've got six episodes of different shows to go through, so we've got a lot to discuss. we got to grab ourselves some pizza before we dive into this, because it's going to be a long <laughs> one, guys. Nom, nom. All right, so see you in, like, 30 seconds after the music. I don't know. So, anyway. Um, yeah. Why don't we go ahead and uh, dive right in? Welcome back, everyone. So, we are going to start off with the earliest entry on our list, um, the the first produced anime show uh, that we are covering, uh, which is going to be from Sailor Moon, Yay! or uh, Bishoujo Sensei, Sensei, uh, Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon, uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, except that's apparently another series. Um, yeah, this is kind of a, an interesting one to start off with, because... There are so many different versions of Sailor Moon, of this story in particular, mm -hmm. that it would have been very easy to watch the wrong one. And I actually would not be surprised if we wound up with a couple of different versions. Because you've got the original translation, mm -hmm. the new translation, the original Japanese, or you've got Sailor Moon Crystal. There's apparently a live-action version of this. Wow. Ooh, you could even watch the stage play. Yeah. The <laughs> musical. <laughs> yeah. Radio shows, too. Yeah, yeah. radio shows. Can't Manga. Those, you can listen to them. So, what is Sailor Moon? We're going to start. Let's talk about Sailor Moon Episode 1, which has got a great title. It is called The Crybaby no. Usagi's Beautiful Transformation. Yeah. So, we've got this uh, girl. Her name is Usagi Tsukino. Or, if you watch the original American version, her name is. Serena. 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 Tsukino? What's her last name? Nobody cares. Her name is Serena. Nobody cares. Her name's Serena. Serena. It, you, honestly, her last name becomes. Unimportant in the Western, because honestly, we don't refer to each other. We hear by it like once names. or twice, and it doesn't matter. So, it's meanwhile, her, her Japanese name translates into Moon Bunny, so that's cool. Yeah, so, you know, well, she's, 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 yes. she's Usagi. Yes, she's she's rabbit, and she collects rabbits. So she is a bit of a klutz. She, uh, we see her, and she's late for school, and she's like running to class. Her teacher has no respect for her. Um, she's whiny. She's whiny. Like she the whiniest is, person. She complains oh so much. She is the epitome of a clumsy, whiny, 14-year-old girl. Yep. Yes. Plain and simple. Yep. She's she's right in the middle of junior high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, I knew those girls. 
I was those girls. So um, one day on her way to school, she comes across these kids that are picking on this cat. And she rescues the cat, and it has a bandage on its head, and she takes the bandage off. And it turns out that the cat has this uh, sailor... Uh, it's a crescent moon. Crescent moon. I've got sailor moon on the brain. This uh, crescent moon yeah, symbol. So does the cat. It's ah! 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 actually pretty true, as we'll soon find out. So she thinks, well, that's weird. Oh, crap, I'm late for class. And so she darts off to class. Um, meanwhile, in this alternate dimension, there is this... The Negaverse. The Negaverse. Oh, yeah. Or the Dark Kingdom, as it's called in the new translation. Which, which is which is the more appropriate yeah, yeah. translation. Or the the darkness. Anyway, there, there are these evil people that are up to no good. They send one of their lieutenants into the human world to collect human energy in order to do something nefarious. And they collect human energy by... Opening a jewelry store and having a massive discount sale. Because they feed off of the emotions that it creates. Yep. When you have a massive discount sale, people are... I mean, look at Black Friday. People yeah. get greedy. Fair enough. Black Friday is so, a negaverse plot to exactly. harvest human energy. There you go. <laughs> so, that, so they harvest the emotional energy of humans. Yep. So our heroine... Yusagi Tsukino is too poor to afford discounted jewelry. I thought you were about to say Yusagi Yojimbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might happen. <laughs> anyway. Call her Serena. Okay. Uh, Serena. Yeah. I've, but I've watched the new version. I haven't seen the original one. How so at any rate, you? Yusagi goes home. The cat shows up again. Turns out this cat is a talking cat named Luna, who is looking for the magical guardians of the Moon Kingdom or something in order to fight off the evil, for the evil forces of the Negaverse. And so uh, Luna does a backflip, drops this magic pen. Yusagi picks it up, shouts out, Moon Prism Power Make Up! And then she turns into the pretty guardian who Witch. fights for love and justice. Sailor Moon. Which, can, can I just mention, that is not exactly an empowering battle cry. Just putting that out you there. You shut your mouth. Hey. In you the know. name of the moon, I'll punish you. I mean, oh, there you go. To be fair, no, uh, this show wasn't a 2015 PC show. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, what's interesting about Sailor Moon is Sailor Moon was the, the epitome to begin the magical girl genre. Now, it wasn't the very first no, no, magical girl. However, it was the one that became so popular, it became a genre. Mm -hmm. It became yeah. something. It became something that was going to have continuing, you know, shows out there based off of the concept of pretty girls and who power up in sailor outfits of some sort <laughs> and you know and you know fight crime and villainy yeah um which is what which is what sailor moon does in our story here she hears that her friend is in trouble at the jewelry store so she runs off and she fights a monster and just when it looks like she's about to be defeated by the monster in comes tuxedo mask who is apparently hot <laughs> Just judging from hot. the tone and Emily's yeah, voice but, right there. Yeah. Darian! I, 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 I saw him Darian, in all yeah, I could think Darian is, was the uh, English. I creepy English. 70s magician. Oh, it gets worse. The creepiness goes oh, off exponentially. It's so good. It's so good. So Tuxedo Mask rescues her from being destroyed by the, the evil monsters. And then she takes off her tiara, does her Thingy. magic... Throwing of the tiara, which renders this monster completely which is her first power ability. It is yeah. her, well, technically her second. <laughs> well, the the transformation is it, you know is in itself just the. Oh, well, I wasn't talking you know. about the transformation. Oh. Because what happens 
is yeah, Tuxedo boy. Mask shows up, and he looks at her and says, Crying won't solve any of your problems. And then she says, But I'm scared! And she cries, and her cry... She goes Black Canary on everybody. <laughs> but she's not screaming. She is bawling. She Tears shooting out from her eyes. Mm-hmm. It's so hilarious it's and hilarious. completely stupid. It's a, it's, it, is, it is a hard comedy magical girl oh, it's, show. It, yeah. it's, it is a comedy, and it, you have to approach it with the concept that it is a comedy. Yeah. It and doesn't it doesn't take itself seriously half of the time. Oh no. Yeah, so so that's basically the the really brief synopsis. There's a lot more we could talk about. We could talk about her crush on the boy at the arcade or the man that she runs into on the street who immediately just makes fun of her. And this is a man. This is a like college student who runs into this 14-year-old girl and starts making fun of her. Oh please. We uh <laughs> but yeah, and he, 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 bun, oh. bunhead 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 cuz she has her little like uh-huh, her little bun, bun her on buns the, on her because she her hair is outrageously long down to her ankles when it's not bunned up. Spoiler alert: the man on the street is Tuxedo Mask. Watch! <laughs> no! I ruined it. My my life is ruined. I don't you know, think you guys would. I mean, it's obvious. I, I have a yeah. gripe about Tuxedo Mask. You have no gripe. There is no gripe. He's Tuxedo Mask. He has no special powers. <laughs> he, throws he throws really roses. Well. But you don't need anything else. All I have to say is I'm glad his character is stinking rich because right. you know how expensive it is to go through dozens and dozens of roses? He right. doesn't get that rose back. <laughs> he uses roses. It's like it's like, you know, gambit and playing cards. You know how many cards he goes through cuz right. they just they blow up. It's like it's like right. that. He just throws the rose, but that's all he does. All he does is interrupt the bad guys enough for Sailor Moon to pull off her her secret power that she's learned that episode. Uh-huh. I'm like what does this guy do? <laughs> I don't know. But he's handsome. He is handsome. And rich. Yeah, he's all right. And he, he's a he's a yeah. He's like nineteen, and she's fourteen. It's a little creepy when you think about the age range. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. But yeah. Japan's going to Japan. You know, it is. It is, from what I understand, a little bit more culturally acceptable it, in well, Japan it's, than it is in, in the United States. The big States. thing is, is because by fourteen years. In Japan, you're pretty much self-sufficient, and you know because, yeah, by 14, you pretty much are self-sufficient. Yeah. And there's a reason the classic joke in anime is, "Where's all the parents?" Yeah. You know, where's all the parents when all this crap is going on? Well, it's it's because the majority of the time they're either one living on their own, so they can be close to their school that they've tested into. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have, they have their own little apartment because mom and dad are, you know, three hours away yeah. on the train. But they still see their family every week and so forth. It's just in the in the anime shows you don't see that part because it's not important. Right. Same right. thing with uh, Sailor Moon. Sure, she starts off coming out of her house in the morning with the classic toast in the mouth. Doesn't happen in this episode. There's no toast in her mouth. What? There's no, no toast in sure. her mouth. There's not. I just watched it. Did oh you watch man, the old version I, I watched the, the current version, okay. the, the new translation. Oh, there's then, no okay. toast in no, her mouth. There's toast in her mouth. In the, in yeah, the okay, maybe. I, maybe. I went. I went off of the. I went and back and watched the original. I did too. Release. Okay. I even okay. watched it in Japanese, which was really kind of entertaining. But anyway. <laughs> was there even whatever, more whiny sounds? Whatever it was that Hulu. I think Hulu has the the newer version. Yeah, Hulu has. Because I remember. However, if you watch Crystals and you watch the original. 
they're so similar. You could watch them side by side and Except laugh it takes about the, the fun tiny out of what happened in the '90s version. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things. Like I love like the. So let's let's talk it. about this episode in particular. Um, what are our thoughts after having seen the, the, so, Sailor Moon episode a, one? Aldo. It was a huge surge of nostalgia of, mm-hmm. like, seven-year-old Aldo when I saw the transformation scene. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh! Like, the transformation scene is so exciting! I, cool. I, I, I was multitasking, so I was doing that. I was writing my notes as I'm writing my notes. I'm like, and I think my notes here exactly is, uh, I like Yusagi's long skirt because you made me aware of something I wasn't aware of, which is, like, how women are portrayed and not necessarily, like, obvious. <laughs> and, I saw, and I had seen Fruit Basket. And I, anyways, yeah. so the fact that like Usagi had like a long yeah, her school movie. uniform actually looks like it is something that was designed for you know a school, studious yeah. environment and not for the the uh, to pander to the eyes of lustful otaku. Yeah, right. so, like <laughs> well, it, uh, I mean until she becomes a, until she becomes yeah. Sailor Moon, and then and, it's totally about pandering and the, and the, to the eyes yeah. of lustful otaku. Yeah. And so the but no, but it's not though. Okay, it there's it's still extremely. <laughs> Sailor Moon does not have what is coined as fan service. No, not really. No. No. It, it, it does not. It, it does not pander to the fans. No, it doesn't. No, and so that's one of those things I was typing, because you, you made me aware of that uh, thing. I forgot what you called it. But male I, gaze is the you. terminology. So, male gaze. So, male, oh, male I, gaze like eyes. Like yes, what I, you were yeah, yeah, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Gosh, so, I was right in the right uh, context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you totally blew it. And not, not in the... Okay, shh. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, so, so the transformation scene started, and I instantly stopped what I was doing. I was like, just clapping and <laughs> like little, rewinding yay! it. Yeah, rewinding it so I could watch it from the beginning, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah. the nostalgia. When it, when it comes up, it's not nostalgia for me, because I am now a Sailor Moon fan, and I came to Sailor Moon as a 31-year-old man with a beard. Um... <laughs> But, like, it made, it did ha- trigger something nostalgic in me, but it wasn't for Sailor Moon. It was for a bunch of teenagers with attitudes pulling out their morphers and screaming, Mastodon! Oh. <laughs> it is such it, a Power Rangers moment. Uh, yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, it, it's the same idea. It is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is. It's the exact same idea. It's the power-up, you know? Yeah. It's the power-up scene. Though, though, honestly, I do have to say that, um, out of a lot of the shojos that I've seen, um... Yusagi is probably one of my favorite female protagonists because she's fun, she's relatable, she's not exactly. I, I like her. I just I uh, yeah. Like her. This is that kind of makes me now that I've explored a little bit more of the series. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes me wish we had picked a different episode to start with because Yusagi does not come off well in this episode. Oh, of course not. Right. You 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 At are all. not you are not supposed to like her in the first four episodes. <laughs> the first four episodes you're girl. not supposed to like her. That's a problem when she's your viewpoint character. True, true. Yeah. But something that's very unique to most Japanese storylines is it doesn't throw you immediately into the fray. It develops. Yeah. Yes. And so a lot of western uh, watchers or people who are watching anime maybe for the first time, it's really hard mm-hmm. because they the thing you always hear is, oh man, it was really slow, but by episode seven it was really awesome, and I was like, that's that's normal. That's yeah. that's yeah. the normal story arc of of anime unless uh-huh. it's designed in a manner for Western audiences, yeah. and there's not many. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so Brady, what what are your thoughts about? This so my, my episode. He's rubbing his hands now. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! We're my thoughts. 
Um, <laughs> no, no, I mean, the thing is, with, with this one, it I, I could tell it's not for me, but I appreciate it. And the reason why I could appreciate it was because it knows what it is. It knows what it's going for, yeah. and it 100% embraces its identity, goes there, stays there, mm-hmm. and... I, I I can definitely appreciate that. It was a little bit dated for yeah. me to, yeah. to jump into yeah. at this point. I might give Crystal a shot just because it's a little bit newer, but it's the yeah. exact same storyline, literally almost scene mm-hmm. for scene. It's just better animation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that might be more appealing to me, but there are other shows that we watched that I liked a lot more, and so this would be down on my though, list of ones to continue watching. Though I do have to say that, even though the art style and the art itself was dated, I actually prefer the art on this one more than Crystal, personally. I do, too. Okay, I want to talk about the art for a minute, because, um, yeah, these character designs are kind of great. <laughs> like, the, the character design for Sailor Moon herself is iconic. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Um, I, I love there's just these little subtle things, like she's got the buns on her head and then those long ponytails that make her look like a rabbit. Yep. Which, you know, that is her uh, name. Uh, Usagi. Uh, yeah, yeah, see? Uh-huh. Uh, 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 yeah, but not just her. Like, the the Dark Kingdom throne room, I remember watching this episode for the purpose of, of reviewing it for this podcast, watching the first episode and watching the, the throne room for the Dark Kingdom, where mm-hmm. it looks like one of those giant fanged undersea monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Um, the villain, Jadeite, the, the first general, I guess, of the Dark Kingdom mm-hmm. or of the Negaverse that we meet, he is so trendy. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he is so he's, stylish. He's sharp. He looks sharp. He's got an earring. I don't know where I was going with that. He, he just, <laughs> well, he's very well put together. Yeah. What's, what's very interesting is how uh, all the m- male characters who are villains are all very androgynous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, to the point where apparently one of them was actually turned into a woman for the purpose of the American audience. Correct, yeah. correct. Uh, and and it, that is very correct where yep. uh, they had a hard time explaining to Western audiences that you can have a feminine male character but still be I mean they are still very much men and yeah. they are gendered as men however they their voicing and their postures mm-hmm. are viewed as feminine from western culture mm-hmm. and so it, it really you ha- you have to understand the culture which part of is the downfall of anime yeah. is yeah. you got to dive in and study why things are the way they are, yeah. or else you will lose a lot of the innuendos and mm-hmm. emphasis that is in anime. And, and I think, talking about research, you know, um, and I did a little bit of research in this, and I think I saw a video on this, um, but one of the kind of fun bits of trivia is that originally it was Sailor V who was supposed to be the star of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we so, get glimpses of the character yeah. Sailor V in this episode. Apparently, there's this they make a video genuine... Real life superhero running around in this town, and Usagi has never heard of her. Yeah, 
That's great. Oh, well, we'll, we'll other than other than the, the fact that she game. plays her video game yeah. every day. Yeah, but that's, after that's in that must be in the old one because in the new one they yeah. explain to her who Sailor V is yeah. in the episode. She doesn't know who she is. Maybe you should go back and watch. Maybe yeah. I should go back and watch the old yeah. one. But I've got the the new translation. Yeah. That's what's yeah, that's yeah. what they were selling at uh, Best Buy for twenty bucks. Anyway, problem with animes. <laughs> yeah, translation. Well, yeah, and versions. <laughs> okay, so we got we got Brady's feedback on this. Appreciated it, would not continue watching. Yeah. Emily, what was this like for you going back to it? It was super, super nostalgic for me because I grew up watching it. Like I said, tights on my head. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've only ever seen the English dub versions from the 90s, so I don't have anything else to, like, compare it to as far as what the new version's like or anything. I just, like, I was giddy the whole time watching it just because I love her as a character, and you fall in love with them even more. I actually watched, like, the next ten episodes. Just I'm like, this is really easy for me to watch. Um, there's little things that I love about it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I love the theme song in the American version. It's just so darn catchy. The theme song and, is pretty good. And I like her transformation music in the second episode on, because it's different in the first episode, and it's not my favorite. I picture it in my head, and I go, dun, 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 dun. It's a big deal. Um... <laughs> And then I can time it to each of the pores where she's, like, transforming, like when her boots hit and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Boots. B-O-O-T-S. We got that. We got it. <laughs> and uh, I liked that the, at the end of the episode, they have, like, a, uh, it's like a, like a, I don't even know how to describe it. Now you know and knowing moral you have the, the battle. Right, basically. Just like J.I. <laughs> Joe, like, moral of the story kind of a thing. It's just cute. Because it's like... For those children watching the show, like I watched another episode where it's like they're trying to lose weight and everybody's like getting sick because they're trying to lose weight because it's a megaverse and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the episode, it's like, you should appreciate your body for what you are. You're beautiful. And I'm like, yes, I am, Sailor Moon. <laughs> I needed that. So I like it. Yeah. And so I'm going to just go ahead and jump in here to say that I have now watched the next 30 episodes, so your face. Um, I've seen them. Yeah. Well, people who have listened to this podcast before know that I'm a big fan of, like, female-led children's entertainment. I love Gem and the Holograms. I am a fan of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Avatar The Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra I love simply for the fact that they put Korra in the lead spot instead of another guy. Right. Um, And so having a superhero show that, like, shows these women, and they are very much women. They are yeah. not tomboys. These are women who have their femininity. Mm-hmm. Their battle cry is even, moon prison power, well, make up. Even even the mm. most, you know, butch tomboy, you know, Sailor Jupiter, Sailor Jupiter is, is still great. extremely feminine. Oh, no, she is great. She's hot. She's way but, hot. You know, while she, I'm while she's that. hot, I'm I'm all about Sailor Sailor Venus. I'm all about Amy. Yeah. I can't help it. She's <laughs> just, Sailor Mercury. Oh, Mercury is Amy. Sailor Mercury. Thank you. I yeah. said Sailor Venus because we were talking I'm about Sailor V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we were talking about. No, it's, so, no she's Amy. Yeah. So yeah, you know, when I'm looking for good uh, female-driven kids shows. Sailor Moon really scratched that itch. Um, this is my second Magical Girl show. My first one that I ever watched was Princess Tutu. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. fantastic. Yeah, and Princess Tutu is a yeah. classic. This one is like... It's like 03. So. Yeah. This is a pretty solid show. I have been enjoying the heck out of it. It is 
cheesy. Oh, it's there super are, cheesy. There are parts, super of, it, cheesy. There are parts mm. of it that are the tiniest bit problematic, like when uh, Yusagi's 14-year-old friend falls in love with a 45-year-old man who totally is taking advantage of her. It's very creepy. Yeah. But he's also a supervillain bad guy, so, you right. know, you don't expect him to be yeah, that evil. At any rate, it. I've enjoyed it. I am looking forward. I'm getting to the point where I'm almost at the end of the first story arc, I think, and I'm really excited about cool. it. So, Aldo... What what are your final thoughts on Sailor Moon? Uh, it's fine. But I'm not a big fan of shojos. Um, uh, shojo, oh, female female Oriented. protagonist. Oh. Yeah, female oriented. You know, written for a female audience. Yeah, written yeah. for a female audience generally has some sort of romance involved, but not always. Mm-hmm. It usually just has powerful female characters that are the leads. Usually. Yeah, so. I I. Don't think this is gonna be a must get to, but if I ever catch up to uh, my two view list, this will definitely be something I would definitely dive into. Just not a priority. All right, and Mike, we've kind of gotten a sense of your opinion, but yeah. final thoughts on Sailor well, Moon. Final thoughts. I used to get up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to watch this before high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that dates me for everybody listening. So yeah, I I think I've, I'm about a decade older yeah. than most of you guys, but that's (laughs) totally cool because we can all geek out the same way regardless of age. Right. You know, even, you know, we all experience it in our own way, but it's, it's awesome. But yeah, I, I would wake up at five in the morning. The reason is, is I could do exactly what Aldo talked about is in the dark of the living room while I'm waiting for, you know, school in the morning, I could go, and and all my my family wouldn't be there to basically you know shake their head and and you know i could i could shed the tears during the romance scenes and it was okay because it it was just me it was one of those things when watching in mexico was uh we would watch dragon ball z and then uh sailor moon and uh my sister would watch dragon ball z with me and then me being such a nice brother would watch sailor moon with her wink wink secretly i was I was watching it for me. There's a certain amount of campy fun. It, it does it remind is. me a lot of Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's just yeah. I, I found it really enjoyable personally. But I think it's a great show to to try out. Yeah. Um, it, and if it's not your thing, like yeah. like it's not for Brady, obviously. Like you still found that there were things in it that were enjoyable and interesting, and then you'd be like, hey, this would be a great show for someone else. So the, there's yeah. three things. It's campy and campy and cheesy. It is a bit dated. Um, and and so that's those. Oh, actually, yeah, just two things. It's campy. Well, it is a little and problematic little when you've got forty-five-year-old supervillains hitting on fourteen-year-old girls. Well, all right. I think that it nails everything yeah. down there. Indeed. Yeah. Sailor so, Moon signing out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so from here, we're going to go to the anime that probably impacted me the most of any anime ever. Um, and that would be Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. I was so, like, for a minute, I thought you were going to say something else. No, yeah, no, we're not getting we're not getting the fruits basket yet. Wait, we're, <laughs> we're, gonna, wait we're not going to watch. We're not going to talk about Ninja Slayer. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to talk about Cowboy Bebop, and we chose to start with episode five, Ballad of Fallen Angels. The Wikipedia plot synopsis for this episode is hilarious because it's just while pursuing the bounty on an executive of the, of the Red Dragon Syndicate, Spike ends up confronting Vicious, an old enemy of his, which. Is technically 100% accurate, but I think it misses a lot. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. 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 But there's a lot more that goes really on in this episode. Yeah, but even, you don't even need to 
read a synopsis of this episode to enjoy it for its artistry, for its music, for its it it's a if it was a short film in a film, you know, critic scenario, I think it would get great ratings. Was this was this the first viewing of this episode for anybody in the room here? No. no, everybody no. here had already seen this episode I, at one point. I, okay. I pulled it off my shelf and watched it. I didn't need <laughs> yeah. So, there's a lot more nuance going on in the plot. We, the episode actually opens up with uh, these two crime syndicates sort of merging, and then the character Vicious walks in and murders everyone. Mm-hmm. And this word of this kind of gets back through the channels. There's a bounty put out for one of the, the heads of the syndicate, um, and that is what catches the attention of our protagonists, the crew of the Bebop. They are bounty hunters. One of them, Spike, has a personal connection with this group, and so he goes Spike after Spiegel. them. Spike Spiegel, which is a great name. <laughs> he goes after them, but it's not to collect the bounty as much as it is for his personal reasons. And you can tell that, because he's getting pushback from his other two crewmates. Yeah. Uh, Jet Black, who is the cranky old man who keeps the ship running, and Faye Valentine, who is probably... Obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> I could not stand her any time that she opened her mouth. No. I wanted to slap her. Oh my and gosh. it's the main reason why I stopped watching Cowboy Bebop. She's wow. specifically written that way. You make, a, you make a very valid point. Faye Valentine is a beautifully drawn female character on purpose. However, in the original Japanese... She is purposefully voiced as a ugly old woman type voice, <laughs> you know, in, in a well grouchy kind of old womany voice. Where the as soon as she opens her mouth, it ruins the fact that she sure she might be good looking, but her personality or gotcha. attitude just ruins the whole picture. And so Spike and Jet have no care whatsoever. They're like she could walk around here in her underwear. We don't care because we don't find her attractive at all, regardless of her looks. That makes sense. That's, I it, love that it. is an interesting perspective, because you don't get that in the English version No, you at don't. All. And yeah, all, all that I get in the English out. version is, uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. I she's, she's she's so, almost sounds problems. a little whiny in the yeah. in the English version, and I yeah. guess that's their version to make her unattractive, is being a whiny woman. Yeah. Mm. Didn't really. So I gotta I don't say, I don't, I don't well. personally love the, like, the fan servicey aspect of the character, because it's a little over the top, but that said, I actually really like you know, Faye as a character. You know what's interesting? You, you say fan servicey, and the only real true fan service I guess you get is when she moves. Yes. She, she, her, her, her body moves naturally as it would. I don't think it's exaggerated. There are uh, there are times when it is exaggerated, not in this episode. Yeah, per se. yeah. This episode in episode five, yeah. I think it's very natural for what she's wearing. It would make sense that what we're saying is that what she's wearing is very inappropriate for a shootout, which is what eventually well, happened. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. she was at that. the opera. She she chose she to, she went to she, the opera. She went in to the that. opera in an amazing evening gown. She and did. which, if she were allowed to just walk in an elegant fashion, would have looked great. <laughs> exactly. If she yeah. gets tied up in a church, it doesn't look so classy but anymore. I, I love, I love, like, like once again, this beautiful woman, and then as soon as she opens her mouth, everybody's like, you know, and she's just obnoxious. 
Yeah, I, I actually kind of like Faye as a character. She, I like I like Faye. She has yeah. a she has a lot of depth to her that isn't really touched on too much. Not yeah. in this episode at all. Yeah, certainly. not in this episode. Um, and so at any rate, Faye finds out that Spike's going after this bounty, so she gets involved. Winds up getting captured by Vicious. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Spike is tracked down Vicious through this other uh, old contact of his, a character that, if I remember correctly, Anastasia. Her, she only appears in this one episode. She's kind of great. Um, she's she is. This episode, and I think she has a tiny little scene in another episode. Maybe. But she's kind yeah. of great. She's just, she, just this bit character. And she's obviously got this history with Spike, and that history is kind of yeah, she's, touched on. She's a Ruski. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, the history is touched on, it's hinted at, but we never really go into it. Finally, you know, Spike go, makes it to the church. They have the showdown with Vicious. Somebody threatens to shoot Faye in the head if he doesn't surrender, and so Spike says whatever and shoots the guy, mm-hmm. which is a nice touch. And I love the fact that it shows the the time it takes for him to line up the shot, and to, you almost could feel him breathe out as he pulls the trigger mm-hmm. to make sure that it's an excellent shot. Yeah, but it still happens really quick. Yeah, absolutely, it is, it but is. it's... it's just, yes. Uh, the pacing is really good. Yeah. It's it's almost... I, I would compare that to probably the shootout in uh, in Django Unchained. Oh. There's a lot of moments yeah. where he I does the same thing, where he lines up the shot, and there's like this brief moment where it almost kind of slows down, but the action just keeps going. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think when you're focused on the intensity of what's going on, too, exactly, it's not, yeah. it doesn't detract from it at all. Exactly. I mean, and I think it's... I think... Anyway, uh, I was gonna it it shows how one good he is and how much... Yep. He he trusts himself, mm-hmm. and he's not afraid to kill when it's necessary. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we get this interesting fight between Spike, who is armed with guns, and Vicious, who is armed with swords and a giant bird. Um, it's a weird sort of, how is the sword at all a match for the gun? And yet somehow, in the context of the scene, for me at least, well, it works. It's because all the fight, when, he, when Vicious has the sword, the whole fight happens within... Within swinging distance, yes, because they're, they're by, the time Spike, yeah, by the time Spike catches up to him on on the upper balcony, it, they're they're right there. Yeah, you know, they're right on top of each other, and so it it works. I, I think yeah. they make it believable. Um, but you're right. You don't bring is, a sword to a gunfight. And yet, with vicious, it works for me. But I can see people probably having a problem with that. At the very end. Vicious and Spike manage to severely injure each other. Spike gets thrown out the window, and he has this gradual, slow fall to the ground while this great uh, music great plays. And we get these flashbacks to Spike's history with Vicious. No dialogue, just music playing, and all of these flashbacks in like dark grays and sepias, yeah. and this really very pleasant children's choir singing. Mm-hmm. And it's a sequence that almost goes on too long. It's, it's oh, no. almost like four or five minutes yeah. long, it feels like. Uh, and and it, it feels that way because of the, once again, pacing. They, yeah. mm-hmm. This is a beautifully artistically done film. The director, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Shin, the Shinichiro Watanabe. Yeah. He, he directed this entire series as an art film. He, he, he wanted to make it something unique. It was. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, this whole series is based off of a tiny little one-shot manga that mm-hmm. didn't really do that well. Uh, Cowboy Bebop Starlight. Yeah. And because of this really successful series, it then got another and uh, manga offshoot that did it really well after this. But he directed it as a classic art film, almost to 
it reminds me some of the scenes reminds me of like um like Citizen Kane almost. <laughs> you know, where it's like I see those mean. epic mm-hmm. moments in film where you're just like Wow, I gotta rewatch that to mm-hmm. get to get every every Make sure that I innuendo it and thing yeah. in there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's uh, Ballad of Fallen Angels, Cowboy Bebop. Um, Brady, what are your, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm actually surprised to hear that you stopped watching Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, and really, it was pretty much because of Faye Valentine. I couldn't stand her that much. I'm like, you know, I appreciate a lot of what this show has to offer. But I really could not put up with her. No. <laughs> she was just so... Ugh. But anyway, so here are my notes that I have. Awesome theme music. We've mentioned this before. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say on this note, okay. Yoko Kano. Her, the, the entire orchestration of Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. all of the music is great. Up to and including, and I don't say this about very many anime, the closing music, mm-hmm. the outro, the real folk blues is a mm-hmm. boss number. It is so yeah. good. I, I have great music written down here three different times on three different parts. <laughs> uh, well, you'll go and the seatbelts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the music in the show is amazing. That That really is what drove me more than anything else, being a music guy. Yeah. And so, I just, ooh, I, I, I loved it. Um, girl, is, girl is obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, and then my next note was, oh, silly Japan and their space bounty hunters. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which, I mean, really, I mean, we're talking about, you, you live in the country that won't get over the fact that their space bounty hunters were prematurely mm. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. This, I actually do believe this series did uh, have some sort of influence on Firefly. Oh, that, it had a lot of yeah. influences on Firefly. Well, yeah, Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, like, Gundam and a few other space dramas. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the space soap operas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I, and, and I actually was, I actually specifically mentioned... Because, you know, I am a Nintendo guy. Samus and Captain Falcon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. And then, great music, great music, great music. <laughs> and Vicious names a little on the nose. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's not one thing that... It's probably not his real name. Yeah. I'm going to but... throw that out there. His, his real name is probably, like, uh, Poindexter. Right. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably a redhead. Probably. Right. Naturally. So, I, I probably will go back and finish watching Cowboy Bebop. But it's on the lower end of my list of ones I'm going to keep watching that we watched. So, All right. well, what's nice is it's uh, a short series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. yeah. But I also have John's notes for this one. Oh, I want to oh, hear John's yes, notes. Please. Oh no. So he goes. First of all, anime breathing is terrible. It should be outlawed. <laughs> Anime breathing is terrible. Like how heavy they breathe. And, and, and it should be outlawed along with radio DJs eating while on the air. Yes, if you chew ew. or make mouth noises into a mic, you deserve to get punched. Unless and now general ASMR. thoughts on the episode. The theme music is bonkers and I like it. Seems more like Ocean's Eleven than Western. Oh, it's starting. Let's see some cowboys. Hey, where are the cowboys? This is a space, <laughs> that's a spaceship. Uh, two rival bosses meeting, someone's gonna die by Don't Cross, bam, called it. Oh, maybe it was a third-party assassin. <laughs> and then, star, tips for being an anime dude. Strike a pose, try and look cool, move your mouth as little as possible. Yep. Wow. I really wish John were here now, because I would totally be taking him to task on some of these. Okay, next star. Tips for being an anime lady. Do whatever you want, just make sure your boobs are on display. <laughs> oh, John. Oh, John. Uh, 
Oh. Oh. I just read the character names. Old Grumpy Dude is Jet Black. Wow. Bad Guy is named Vicious. Can't blame him for his poor life choices. <laughs> oh my god. That's totally on the parents. No way he'd be an assassin if his name was Cuddles. Can you imagine that? <laughs> he comes into a dingy bar. The bartender sees him, ducks down, and yells, It's Cuddles! Everybody run! <laughs> Good guy is named Spike. This comes directly from the Japanese to American Dictionary cliche section. <gasps> Creepy choir music over long shots of a church. Stuff's going to go down. Oh, geez, guys, not in a church. Most of this animation seems to be shot on twos. <laughs> I don't know what he means by that. Well, there was a certainly was certainly one animator assigned to nothing but the follow-through animation on the girl's boobs. Okay, these shots are kind of cool. Man, good thing Spike's falling so slow so they have time to show these flash flashbacks. <laughs> and after this day, Spike was known to all his friends as Old Bandage Face. Verdict? Probably would have meant more if I was involved with the characters... Typical anime stuff aside, it was all right. Wow, John and I are not friends you know, anymore. What's, what, I, what I find very interesting is, is all of all of honestly, all of his complaints are about the animation, not the story, which actually, not the characters. John so, is an animation guy, well, yeah, like, so okay. this makes all sorts of which sense. would make sense why he refers to it in the twos. But my question is, is would he have the same? Issues if it was live action, in this in done in the exact same fashion, and I I I always put this out to people, you know, what if this was live action done the exact same way in the exact same camera shots and everything, but just live action? Would you think you have enjoyed it? Hmm. Yeah, you know, you you make a you make a good point. It probably would have been a lot better because it wouldn't have been exaggerated, and I think to myself. Actually, live action is not exaggerated. It's just we've gotten so used to seeing very subtle body movements and putting purpose to it. Where in animation, if it becomes subtle, it's not entertaining. It has to be grandiose. That's why Bugs Bunny, for example, has to move his arms because it's like being on stage. You gotta be big or else it doesn't make it doesn't translate well because you're not looking at a real person. Yeah. And so it it's interesting where you got to understand the art form of it and I, being an animator I would think that would make sense to him the the movements and the the mm. you know that sort of premise that is needed to get across those points. You know, that said, this to create emotion. You know, I mean, we're we're taking John to task for his opinion, and he's not here to defend himself. So <laughs> I am that's his fault. Well, yeah, him he's and his cold. cold. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this is probably one of his first encounters with Japanese style animation, yeah. which is different than what he's studied. True, and it does. There are there is a learning curve. The first animes that I ever saw were weird to me. And I, it, and I think it's yeah. important to know that. I think I, I There's still stuff that's weird to me. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's admitted to being a Miyazaki fan, but the level of of uh, detail that 
jumps from like regularly broadcasted anime to what's in a Miyazaki movie. Well, yeah, it's, it's like it, the difference between watching Star Wars Rebels on TV and Inside Out on the theater screen. The budget for one is so much bigger yeah, than the other and, that they can afford to have a lot more and, and like think, realistic motion. I think for yeah. him, I think and it's also, yeah. Oh, that's sorry. Oh, sorry. I think for him, his expectation was probably. Not right up there, but probably right below it. So, well, you know. Cowboy Bebop is a high-end production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand, it's, it is the difference between studios. It, you know, it's like Nickelodeon doesn't look like Disney. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and so when you see a Nickelodeon show, you know, that's Nickelodeon. When you see, you know, certain animators or certain mm-hmm. series that are done by certain studios... You're like, oh, that's Pixar. I don't yeah. even, or that's DreamWorks. I can see the difference. And, yeah. and in Japan, like, uh, and, in Japan's I mean, the same way. Yeah. You see True. certain studios, and you're like, oh, I know what studio yeah. drew this. And it's and it's kind of, I mean, here you don't. It, uh, we're having a revolution right now in American animation where we're starting to recognize directors and studios more than we used to. Mm-hmm. But in Japan, that's kind of been the norm for many, many, many years. Since yeah. the since. The, the mid '80s, yeah. I, I would think, is when the big movement happened because of the uh, director and, mm-hmm. and creator of Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who pretty much who pretty much created <gasps> what we know so now. Good. Basically. Yeah. So, final yeah. thoughts on Cowboy Bebop, Emily. We haven't heard much from you on this one. Um, I've seen it. Uh, I watched it a little bit when I was growing up with my brother. Um, I like it. Music's cool. It's not really my cup of tea. Like, I don't have any problems with it other than just I'm not that interested. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Aldo, final thoughts? Uh, I, I love it. Um, it's like, like Michael, I agree that's kind of this great just piece of art more than just... It's gorgeous. It's, it's more than just a TV show. It's definitely a great piece of art. I, I've enjoyed it uh, when I've seen it in the past and... Uh, I think now or within the coming time, I'm probably gonna try and watch the whole series in order because I watched it way out of order <laughs> on right. TV. That's what it gets confusing. <laughs> and Mike, what are your final thoughts? Two thumbs up. Yeah. It's a great entry level anime to start with because it's not too crazy. It's very westernized. It, yeah. Yes, yeah. very well. So you should be able to follow without feeling out of out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um. I, I've said it before, I, I consider Cowboy Bebop to be one of the best anime, and I started watching it with one of the best episodes. Um, I love it. This is not generally the episode that I would pick to introduce people to it, but it is the one that shows us the the subtle touches on the backstory of these characters that we never really go in-depth into. There's always this era of mystery or era of mystery surrounding these characters, and I love that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Cowboy Bebop, and so I will beat John up for disliking it, for having the audacity of having an opinion that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, John. Um, anyway, so Cowboy Bebop, that, those, are, those are our yeah. thoughts. Uh, if you've please, tried it, you can check it out yeah. and uh, you know, tell us what you think. Yeah. It yeah. is, of course, nowhere near as good as our next entry, which is Fruits Basket. Yay! Alright, so, Fruits Basket. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Aldo, tell us your thoughts. Uh, let me give you my overall thoughts. <clears throat> Toru's dumb. She is a hobo. It's not clamp, but I hate that art style. <laughs> Voice acting is cheesy. Toro skirt, bleh. <laughs> so let's <laughs> Brady's got to dive in okay. now. So here are my notes <laughs> for Fruits Basket. Ugh. Everything that bugs me about anime personified. Dog and cat argument. Eye roll. Sigh. Face palm. Your model's not clever. Stop bringing it up. 
Obnoxious background laughs are obnoxious. <laughs> Stop making me feel like a horrible person for not caring about your dead mother. <laughs> oh my god. To, to be fair, baby. And cute boy is creepy, hashtag children of the corn. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think she takes her mother's that seriously. She's like, and then she died. And then I lived like a hobo with so, with my grandpa. In my tent. And then <laughs> so, I brought into the rich people's house. So let, let's explain and the plot because, real did fast. Did uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Gag me with a stick. <laughs> so a spoon. Uh, no, no. Th- this is, this is a stick. Like, I need to really get in there to get all the gag out from watching Fruits Basket. So our protagonist... <laughs> is a young woman named Toru Honda. She is very much concerned with not being a burden on her friends. She's going through a hard spell, as you might have gathered from Brady's insensitive rant. Her mother has recently passed, um, and circumstances have uh, driven her to decide that the best solution for the moment is to not burden other people with her problems, so she has moved into a tent in a forest. Turns out that this forest is adjacent to this property that is owned by this very wealthy family. She stumbles across them. uh, Wacky circumstances... Uh, and Sue, she winds up being invited to stay with them as their housekeeper um, while she is waiting for remodeling to be done in her grandfather's house. Um, and at the very end of the episode, she finds out that this family is cursed, that if they ever are hugged by a member of the opposite sex, they turn into an animal. Of uh-huh. the Chinese Zodiac. Of the Chinese Zodiac plus the cat, because as the there's a story that Brady for, for the legends. rolled yeah. his eye at, that there is no cat in the Chinese Zodiac, but there is a cat character. Well, yeah, there's legends and stories. Yes. Yeah. So we meet Toru, who is our uh, protagonist, the cute boy from school, Yuki Soma, who everybody loves so much that he has his own fan club. Uh-huh. His cousin Shigure, who lounges around in a kimono and is generally sort of sketchy and wonderful. He's kind of awesome. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Su- Sugure. Not sugar ray. It, not, it sounded like you were saying it's, sugar ray. In the English, it's sugar ray. Yeah. It's sugar ray, which is almost like sugar, uh, sugar ray. Sugar ray. Which yeah. actually fits at some level. I can see that. And at the very end of the episode, we are also introduced to Kyo, yet another uh, relative from this family, who is the cat, and he has a massive chip on his shoulder and tries to fight basically everyone he sees. Yep. So, Brady obviously disliked this show immensely. <laughs> Shall I get into John's comments? Oh, John has comments, too. Beautiful. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. That's okay. I have my own. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully, my laptop battery will last for this. Oh, jeez. How many does he have? Ugh. (laughs) Okay. Fruits Basket was ridiculous, and I don't think I can watch anime anymore. (laughs) Because this was the second one that he watched. Here are my thoughts as I watched the show. And Toru Honda dwelt in a tent and had eyes as big as dinner plates and was crazy and talked to her dead mom. Star. John's general issues with anime. Poorly animated, I dislike the character designs, and I hate, hate, hate the weird reaction shots with stars, tears, exclamation marks, and whatever surrounding a character's head. As Brady... I agree. <laughs> Although I don't. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that at another point, I think. Random schoolgirls attacking Toru because they're jealous about Yuki. Yuki is a chick lady. <laughs> Ladies, don't be fooled. Look at, look at the hair. A tough American girl and electric powers friend to save the day. This is the first episode. We're just supposed to know why on earth a girl has electric powers, and no one seems to see this as abnormal. In all fairness, this is probably a cultural thing, and I'm too used to Western entertainment to get it. 
But it's story structure, people. Come on. I feel like these shows should start with a narrator from Super Friends going, We return to this odd story in progress with no explanation at all. Oh, man. There's still no fruit baskets in the story. I find it misleading to, that tonight's show is fruit basket. Oh. General thought on animation. Let's save money by cutting us to a still shot with a lot of pensive dialogue and deep discussions <laughs> with no movement whatsoever. Okay, this is actually in my notes, and that bugs me too. Ugh. So, so John also had an ugh there. Um, Yuki's voice is gross. Every sentence sounds like it should end in, just don't tell anyone. <laughs> I, I, will, I will concede that point as well. That was not something I had noticed until those watchers. But man, oh, Yuki man. is creepy as sin. It is great and frightening. And my laptop battery just died, so probably missed oh. some other great stuff. In oh there. my gosh. Okay, so I gotta say... Um, because this is a show that I actually put up as as one of our March Madness options, because I kind of wanted to review it. Almost everything that John says is a negative is one of the reasons that I love this oh. show. I, I I will concede some points. I do not love the size of Toru's eyes in proportion with the rest of her head. It, it is a little much. Yuki did creep me out on this. Um, but the reaction shots, I think, are fantastic. I This oh, is I a agree. show that... Uh, I was introduced to it because I was at a birthday party and we were winding down and it turned into watching YouTube clips, which turned into watching random episodes of anime on YouTube. And we watched this episode. The moment that I was sold on it was when Toru shows up at high school and she's ambushed by the Prince Yuki fan club oh. with their ridiculous cheer <laughs> and their crazy over-the-top reactions, how they're all like shooting fireballs out of their eyes until they start actually talking about Yuki, and then they turn towards the camera and their eyes are full of hearts, and then Toru's friends show up and one of them is just tall and physically intimidating, and then it cuts to, uh, what's her name? Uh... The, the electric girl. Oh my gosh, she's great. It cuts to her and she just looks at them and says, if you don't stop messing with Toru, I will you up with electric shocks. <laughs> that was it. I loved that episode. That is my favorite moment, bar none, in the entire series. And I was hooked on it from that moment. It's just, I, I, to me, it's... A lot of anime, and a lot of animation in general, works on a really tight budget. And if you, is, that's especially true, I mean, the prime example that I can think of, if you've ever watched an American cartoon from the 80s, you've seen this. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to work with the tools that are available to you. And so Fruits Basket has these sort of, they're kind of maybe a little cheap from our perspective, but they're certainly ingrained in the cultural and language of Japanese animation, the, the teardrops, the reaction yeah. shots. But they are things that, are done to convey story and comedy, especially in in a way that I find very effective. Another one of my favorite moments is after they find uh, Yuki and Shigure find Toru living in the tent, and Shigure just starts laughing at her and oh. laughing, and then the scene cuts, and, and they're having laughing. this really you know normal conversation. Meanwhile, Shigure's over in the corner, and he's still giggling, and there's this arrow flashing and pointing at him because he is still laughing. Ah, I absolutely love See, it. See, and that's the sort of stuff that I hate. And that's why, you know, I, I'm surprised that I love Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as much as I do. And I think it goes a lot to show how much I love the story by the fact that I do love that, despite the reaction shots, despite that ridiculous... Uh, well, and, and, and the thing is, you know, in 
ridiculousness in anime I can appreciate as we talk about another show that we're going to talk about here in a minute. <laughs> um, I'm intrigued. But here it 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 almost feels inauthentic. Whereas yeah. whereas Sailor Moon completely embraces everything that it is. I I feel like I feel like Fruits Basket holds back. And that's what bugged me because it didn't it didn't feel genuine to what it was trying to be. And that bugged me. Mike, you look like you were very patiently biting your tongue. <laughs> well, something that's very difficult to explain to the honestly the majority of of everybody in who watches anime is to explain the history and development that is the anime industry. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um Fruits Basket came out in 2001. Mm -hmm. It was originally a, 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 a wonderful manga series that started in 98. The actual manga is better drawn, mm -hmm. has better story. It, it's it's a wonderful manga series. It really is. It's a great... And this, this falls into the categories of, of comedy and what's referred to as reverse harem, where you have a bunch of guys who, for some reason, love this one girl. Yeah. Don't know why. I can say, though, like as much as I don't like the character of Toru... She is more believable as a harem protagonist than most harem protagonists in male versions because she yes. is at least nice. Well, it, and, it, and that goes to show that it was originally drawn and written, you know, by a female uh, manga artist. Now, what is interesting about having it come out in 2001, really quick, is we are in this weird transition of the amazing 90s that was anime and the. Well, we've done the 90s variation of, of how we did the drawings and so forth, and the next generation's coming in. About every 10 years, you see the animation style kind of go through an interesting phase mm -hmm. in Japan, because the next generation is kind of coming in, right? And they want to do their thing. And so, you know, the body structures are a little bit kind of the 90s, but not quite there. You're still mm -hmm. getting the, the super deformed, you know, like, you know, like you said, the reaction shots, like the... The big exclamations, the big teardrops, you know, the the faces doing very deformed, you know, reactions and so forth. And it's it's where we're, 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 it basically turns into something that a six year old drew. Right, and it's and, and, and it's and it's a, and it's a it's a it's a it's a comedy, you know, driven you know concept. But what's weird is you're in this weird transition where they can't figure out exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so the eyes were proportionately very large in the early 2000s, yeah. like really big. And, I, and so the dinner plate thing, I laugh because a lot of us thought that. Yeah. And that's why it was only around for maybe four years at most. And then they kind of fixed it. I, I, guess I mentioned it in my notes. Um, and I, I forget that I'm not speaking to a very anime-centric crowd. But when I said the clamp art style, clamp is a studio mostly made by, by women. And that was kind of one of the, uh, I don't want to say stereotypes, but I don't know what's the word I'm thinking for. Well, that was kind of one of the things that they were known for. It's joked about that they, a lot of their anime had the big eyes, even like, though not mm, all like, of them did. Like, yeah. And that's, well, what's tough is because of the, the early thousands mm -hmm. and late nineties mm -hmm. where they were trying to figure things yeah. out, that's what a lot of people in America know as anime. Yeah. And so you, you know? get these really just ex hugely exaggerated and blue hair 
You gotta have blue hair. Well, that's, yeah. that's a character thing that's used in, in Western culture as well. So you can't, you can't, you know, so, so, you know, to, to give hair color, Western, Western cartoons do the same thing. Yeah. So there's no, there's yeah. no saying there. But, but it's, it, I agree. The animation, if it wasn't for the fact that I feel the series gets better from about episode six on, you know, is, you know, it, it's just, oh, I rewatched this episode today, just for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am so, I am so speechless. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I can't believe I watched this when it came out and, and enjoyed it, it. Yeah. because I look back now and I realize how infantile this show really shows what the, what, you know, New Century animation was trying to rebirth itself, and it yeah. it came out as like the devil child. Well, it was like, oh my god! Yeah, it kind of makes me on? think of of you know around the same time when a lot of uh, North American studios were toying around with CG, and we got things like Star or Transformers Beast Wars and Reboot. Yeah, <laughs> those right? are terrible right. shows. Yeah. I've actually tried watching exactly. both of them recently. I, They're bad. I honestly think Fruits Basket could really be an amazing reboot. Yeah. Because it had so much potential with a wonderful story that was created, but the animation studio that did it at the time, I think, really just slaughtered an amazing concept. Because I watched it because I watched, I had read the manga. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like reading the X Men comics and then watching the Fox X Men mm-hmm. three hey, movie series and mouth. going and going. <laughs> what did I just watch? Those right? movies are great. So mm-hmm. yeah, Emily, what are what are your thoughts on this on show? Basket? Yes. I like I like it a lot. I've seen it before we decided to watch it, so I got what was going on. But I tried to watch it from a perspective of somebody who hadn't seen it, but was at least familiar with Japanese animation. You don't really get what's going on by the end of the first episode. So you feel... I felt like if I was that person, I would want to keep watching it. Like, it's 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 enjoyable enough that I would want to, unlike something else on this list. We'll talk about. <laughs> Masochist. <laughs> I liked it. I don't have a problem yeah. with it. So for I... me, and the reason that I I wanted to watch this show is because personally, I love it. Like it's really it was fun. very nostalgic for me. But from looking it through the eyes of a new person, this know. is not where you start. No. This is where no, you actually go to once you have learned. I would agree what with anime that. is. Yeah. I I come to the I came to this basically because it was a widget. It was a weird Japanese thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned specifically it was the crazy over-the-top sequence oh, with very, the fan club that yeah, hooked me into the very show. Over the top. But as I've gotten to watch it, the opening theme song, which is just very soft, very subdued, it's, it's one of my favorites. Stuck in I, my head. I loved, I loved the 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 theme song, opening and closing. Yeah, the Beautiful. closing gets stuck in my Beautiful. head. Beautiful. Yeah. But and the, and even the animation in the opening and closing is really nice. It's, yeah. yeah it's it, nice. You know, it's comparatively to the show itself. But it goes back to the fact that. When we do film, it's what twenty four frames per second at least. Yeah. Yeah. Animation is typically half that, and a lot of Japanese studios even half that. Yeah. yeah. So that you're literally bug, like that bug me six at all. frames per second, and so it when you when you're like yeah nothing's going on but their mouth is moving yeah that's called saving money yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what they they're saving their budget yeah. for when they need it for other parts yeah right. exactly and, and just kind of to because I think we stopped talking about this uh, on Cowboy Bebop but um when you were talking about the years just <laughs> you know that Sailor Moon and 
was in 91, Cowboy Bebop was in 98, this mm-hmm. was in 2001, yep. the next three shows we're watching share a closer art style because they're directed in 2010, 2014, and 2015. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so we're, little... in the, we're in the, te- we're in the teens we're where we're skipping yeah. almost 15 years. Uh, yeah, because yeah. from about 07 on, we had figured out the right. new century yeah. for anime. Yeah. So final thoughts on Fruits Basket. It sounds like overwhelmingly, yeah. or, primarily, we're, we're kind of anti-Fruits Basket. I, I would say, I would say I like investigate it. it when you feel like you yeah. are experienced, but it's not a go-to. Yeah, for me, it is a go-to, but more as a comfort food. Like right. a grilled yeah. cheese sandwich on a cold day. Right. Well, this is not... Yeah. This is not vital viewing, but for me, I just find it so comforting. Yeah. I, I love it. It's if like me going back to the 90s anime to, yeah. to, you know, to would, feel good. I would watch a read. Sorry, you were confused. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're comfortable enough with anime that you kind of get it, and you like kitschy stuff that's just campy and fun. Yeah, if, you, if you like yeah. campy romance reverse harem. Yeah, All no, day. We'll tell you that the plot is... I, I don't think anybody here would really say that the plot of the Fruits Basket anime is any great shakes. It's not great. No. But it's fun. These characters are kind of fun to it, hang around it, with. It, like but you will, is, get a, you will get a good laugh once you relax into it. Yeah. yeah. But there are a lot of those sort of quirks and things that if, if this is... This is not an introductory to no. Japanese animation because you will not understand what the hell just happened. In hindsight, probably not. <laughs> I still love it, though, personally. From here, we are going to move on to something completely different. And now for something completely different. Let's talk about the first episode of Durarara! Oh, God. Durarara. D-U-R-A-R-A-R-A. Durarara. There are only three R's. And two exclamation points. Uh, yeah, and then... <laughs> all right. So, um, I, I don't know how well I can actually sum up the plot of the first episode of... Because uh, there's so much it's stuff. It's character introduction, character moves to Tokyo to go to school. And and moves in with his best friend. And they wander Next. through they wander yeah. through this really shady part of town where they run into all sorts of, like, bizarre characters. Character. Uh, yeah. Black Russian which yeah. I thought was that's, that's uh, not a, that's not a cocktail. There is a I, black man, and he is from I, Russia. I, I, so I I I, I served a, a church mission in Russia, and over the two years that I was there, I saw twelve black people, and they were all <laughs> Americans playing basketball on a professional <laughs> basketball team. One thing I will say is that like of like as much anime as I have seen. I can count the number of people who are not Japanese or American on one hand. This is one of the only anime that I've seen that actually has a black person in it. Yeah. Well, there, there are others, but I'm sure there but, are. I just haven't seen them. This is this is a this is a an anime where the you know that the the Russian black man is one of. The best characters. He's great. <laughs> he's amazing. He was entertaining for like the the forty five seconds that he was on screen. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, but you, you really you really fall in love with all of these characters. This is a huge cast show. Yeah. So yeah, the opening credit sequence has how many characters does it name? This, it, it's like fourteen. 14 yeah, it named yeah. like fourteen or fifteen so, characters. So one of the interesting things about this, and I don't know if anybody watched more than episode one. No. Yeah. Not I've, yet. I've seen I've, all. Spoiler. All, I've not seen yet. All yeah. okay. fifty. Have, so. have you? I, I've watched the first three. Okay, so you probably picked, so you definitely picked up on it because it's not mm-hmm. subtle at all. But as you progress through the story, each episode, it's very pulp fictiony in that. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When the, that each episode focuses on a different character with events kind of surrounding the the overall arc, but it's 
the other thing that makes it interesting is that it's a different character every time that narrates the episode. So yep. You get a different viewpoint. Right. That would be helpful because I did and not like the narration you, from you, this guy in the first episode. The, well, he is the he is the top of he's the star of the Christmas tree. Yes, and okay. and, and and then the web of everything yeah. you know goes together. Um, just it's not it's not a spoiler, um, but the reason the show is called Do Ra 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 is. One of the main characters, Kelty. That was Selty. Selty. It's it's Selty, you know. It but is. she's, you know, it's technically Kelty or Selty, depending on if you want to say Celtics or Celtics. Oh, okay. okay. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the her name is Selty because she's a Durandal, which is a Irish fairy. Yeah, it's, it's Dullahan in English, I believe. Yeah. Dullahan. Yeah. 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 Which, so but she a Dulahan. She's she's a you know, and so the Dulahan or the or the Dorandal, uh, which is also a way of referring to mechanical creations in Japan. Mm-hmm. The and so it's it's a play on words, but at the same time a literal translation in the story where she's this mystical thing, and so oddly enough. She becomes the center of the web. And now, she is the Black Rider that we've seen. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And this, if there is, so I, we've done a very, very kind of poor job of saying oh, what actually happens in this yeah, episode. It's because oh, there's, there's, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much plot this is, that happens. But there is. It's this, an amazing show, though. There's this mm-hmm. great action piece where these uh, creepy men kidnap a girl. It appears that they are going to sell her into some form of sex slavery or something. Right. And they are. Stopped in this by a headless bicycle rider who wields shadows that turn Look, into a giant side. You say bicycle. It's Sorry, motorcycle. 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 I apologize. I, I want to point out that at this point, we don't know that she is headless yet. Oh, they, no, they knock her helmet yeah, off. They do. Yeah, the they knock her helmet off. off in the, yeah. It happens in the first episode. Because, they knock because her helmet off. No, no, I know. Dula Hans are headless. They are headless ghosts. Ghosts. No, 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 I thought I meant I, what I meant was like, it doesn't happen until after the chase. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough. But, we just spoiled oh, the whole episode. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Dula Hans are like the Grim Reaper of yeah. Irish mythology. There you go. Yeah. And so, for me, the one thing that I found in this episode, because you've got a lot of this, you know, 15-year-old kid being led through the streets of this shady town, and you've got this weird text conversation between faceless entities. I understand that faces eventually get attached to them, but at this point, we don't know who they are. (laughs) There was nothing here for me to grab onto. But then you've got this crazy, headless biker chick killing uh, sex traffickers. That is something that I can go, okay... We've got a superhero on our hands. So, yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know how subtle this was. This wasn't subtle for me because I was already aware of it. But did you notice that the motorcycle sounds like a horse? No, I hadn't. Yeah, because that. it's her horse. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's because the Dulahan's. Yeah. She has a so horse. So in, in episode four, they go over her yeah. her back now. A little bit something more. I want to really point out about the animation of the show itself is the the city that it is based in. Literally, you could go there based off of watching this show and be like, oh, I know where this shop is. It's on this corner of this street. Yeah. It is that detailed of uh, one when uh, when my anime group re- reviewed this show, he lived in that area of of, of Japan and in and, and that district of, of Tokyo. And he's like, 
it, he was like total nostalgia because he's like, I know where that park is. I know where that shop is. And when you go down the street, there's this place. And sure enough, in the show, they, they lay out the whole city as realistic as possible. Yeah. And so you really feel that you are there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of my notes that I have on here is, I wish I knew Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, the show. The show. I, I. I don't know if you feel the same about about this the way I do, Michael. But I feel like the city is as much, or in certain episodes, it's as much a character. Yes. as any of the characters. Absolutely, the and it the and I will point out in the animation style for those who decide to go watch this show, the backgrounds are beautifully detailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the characters themselves are beautifully detailed. Did anyone notice that every other single bystander in the show is a gray yes, outline? Yes, 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 we all noticed it. Yeah, apparently, it's because it's a it's a specific animation style yeah. to show that no one else matters. Yep. That it they are they are just a, a background, but it uses that in the story. So if you decide to tr- go on and continue watching the show. There are moments where the background people become part of the story. When they become part of the story, they are then characterized. That's but cool. until they are truly part of what's going on, they're just attractive. They're just story. part of the scenery. Yeah. So it's a very cool, neat artistic uh, use of that. Oh, yeah. See, and and that's why this show reminded me in so many different ways of um, if we go into the video game world of Persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. in a that. lot of ways. Yeah, and you know, I love that persona. That, that's one of the things that that it reminded mm-hmm. me of, and so I was I was immediately hooked. Guys, I love this show. I absolutely love it. Is love it is an show. amazing show. I I do caution those who are new to anime to understand that to go about this just like uh, just like Aldo said it it's a lot like pulp fiction it's a, it it is a bit episodic and the narration does change mm-hmm. but the overall web of the story yeah. is is continuous and you have to understand that there's going to be a huge cast, and so you're not just going to follow one character the whole time. And and so and so one of the great things about this being a series, as opposed to kind of like a film, is that you know, Pulp Fiction accomplished what it did with having a fairly tight cast of maybe eight characters and going through four yeah. or mm-hmm. five. This sequences. has fourteen to sixteen. Yeah, yeah and it mm-hmm. has like twenty-four yeah. episodes per yeah. season. Yeah. Well, the one thing that's interesting about Do Ra 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 comparatively is we've all we've all been talking about oh the manga this the manga that Do Ra 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 is not based on a manga. It is a novel. Mm-hmm. Light novels. It, it they are light novels. Yeah. Well, what we call light well what they call light novels <laughs> we call young adult yeah. novels. Mm-hmm. So I mean we love young adult novels. Look at Harry Potter, Hunger okay. Games, right? Young adult novels. Durarara is a young adult novel series or light novel series, and so it's and so there is no visualization of the characters. They had to create that for the show. So it's they very did, it's very they great. Awesome they were able job. to really just. And that's one reason the story's so awesome is because it's not a traditional manga story. It's right. it's a novel. It's a it's like watching a giant movie. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So a, a couple of my notes. Okay. That I haven't gone over because I've I've we've actually talked about a lot of the sure. stuff that I have yeah. in here. Um, first of all, I love Masayomi. I think that he sound, I think that he seems fun. 
Uh, he's the friend who yeah, lives in the yeah. city. I kind of like, found him annoying, the one who was bad at jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of didn't like him. And, and I actually really liked him. Yeah, he... Um, yeah, anyway. He seems I, like the type of character who could get better with time. Uh, they all get better with yeah. time. All right, and fair the, enough. Okay. The, the background music was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, loved I loved all the jazz. Very very. Yes. There was there was one section that was ska, and I was just like, oh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> loved it. Yeah, the music background it's it's a definite it as it is as much as the background as the city itself. Yeah. Um, and then fun action, man, I love this. Definitely keep watching. Except for the I am sections, I found very obnoxious. Yeah, those are a little odd. They are necessary to drive story, though. That's that's one thing you start finding out is the the all the texting is yeah. necessary. It yeah. becomes necessary to really understand how everyone is experiencing. Well, and what's going and, and, on. and it does definitely drive you know the urban legend vibe. That, yeah, that yeah. yeah. exactly. But so. I I just I just found it a little bit obnoxious, and maybe I don't know if it's this way. If you watch it in Japanese, maybe it just does it have the voiceovers as yes. obnoxiously? Yeah. yeah, well, it, uh, the voice, it reads the text, basically, okay. is in, in the voice of the character. Um, Which, I will admit, it, it you it's different, mm-hmm. because it's not really a, a, a medium that's been used in anime as a story driver, yeah. and so it is it is unique to do ra-ra-ra. However, not anymore, because do ra-ra-ra came out in 2010. Yeah. Since then... Other shows have realized it can be used appropriately in 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 as mm. a story driver, and so you see it a bit more. Mainly because cell phones, a, cell phones are part of our everyday now, life. so yeah. it, it makes Wars. more sense. Summer Wars is with that. Uh, all right, so moving on. We'll Emily, <laughs> Emily, final thoughts on on Durarara. It was okay. I'm not really interested. <laughs> Perfectly fine. Yep. Yeah. That, well. Yeah. I can respect everyone's opinion. I, this isn't this isn't at the top of my list, but that said, it, it, there was enough in it that's appealing that I think it's on my list now. Yeah, I, Certainly, yeah. um, I think I gave this an eight out of ten when I reviewed it, so I really okay. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty solid recommendation. Certainly something that I wouldn't have recommended. This is this was my first exposure to it, mm-hmm. so it was it was nice to find something new to branch out into. Like for example, Haikyuu! Yeah, so. Um, sports anime is not a thing I have ever been into. This is ever. the one I, I I had everybody look into because sports anime isn't one that everybody thinks of when they think of anime. Yeah, yeah so I didn't just, think of it at all. Yeah, this this episode. It's amazing how much plot is actually in this episode, right. especially compared to the other ones that we've watched, where you have basically. A young man's entire middle school volleyball career summed up. He has to struggle to put together the volleyball club. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally get to the big tournament, and they try really hard, and they ultimately lose. Mm-hmm. Like, that right there is the plot of some entire anime series. Yep. And it's done intercut with, like, they, they tell the story intercut with the big game over the course of a single episode. Mm-hmm. It moves so quickly. And it's... Yeah. It, I love the fact that they fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't succeed. They get smoshed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not an underdog story. Mm-hmm. Which, which I mean, it's it's also one of those things. Of course, that it's I, episode one. Yeah, and it's uh, I, obviously this is the setup for the story. Too. I, yeah. Right. I haven't watched too much sports anime. I've seen I've seen a little bit, um, but this is I don't 
it's a little typical of sports anime as opposed to like other anime for them to fail early on in, in, in the series. Yeah, as opposed you gotta have somewhere to go yeah. from here. Well, yeah. you you are driven by your failure to succeed. Exactly, right. exactly. and it's but and that's it's a true things. life thing that other people who are in yeah. sports can relate to. Oh yeah, definitely. I lost to you. You are now my competition. Yeah. I will chase you down until I win. Which is which is the plot of this episode. Our our protagonist is a young man named Shoyo, who um. Chances to see a volleyball competition on television, a high school volleyball competition. Uh, he sees the team from, I think it's Karasuno High. Mm-hmm. Um, Karasuno, yeah. And school, he yeah. he is impressed with one member of the team who is a short man who can jump very very high. The little giant. And he decides that's what he's going to do. And so the episode is about him training really hard to be able to play volleyball really well and jump high because he his, himself is rather diminutive. Mm-hmm. He winds up in their first match. They are playing against, I guess, the top-ranked middle school team, including their uh, their leader Kagayama Tobio. It's a great name. He is the king of the volleyball court. Right. Um, they, the, which is not a honorary title. It's actually an insult, which you find out. Oh, interesting. In this, in this single episode, you find out that that, that uh, they call him the king because. What does a king do? He rules over his his people and forces them to do the things they must do to. That's true. That and is he true. rules over them. He does. He's he. So it's actually an insult, not a compliment. Tokyo huh. is a very skilled player, but he does not understand teamwork very yeah. well. That said, he is a very skilled player on a team of very skilled players, and therefore. Shoyo's team is stomped, but not before Shoyo himself makes a very, very strong impression, not just on Tobio, but on the scouts mm-hmm. from Karasunahai that happen to be there. Mm-hmm. And so Shoyo winds up going to Karasunahai, runs to join the volleyball team, and who should happen to be there but Tobio. Yep. And that is, I believe, going to set up what our deriving character motivations yeah. are for and pretty much the rest of the series. It's... It's a true life scenario that I was able to relate with. Yeah. Is the person you compete against with all through elementary and middle school, and then you end up on the same team in high school, and you end up finding out that where you thought you were each other's enemies, you find out you end up being the best companion you could ever have yeah. for the sport. Yeah that you're in. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's you know, it's a very relatable story, but it's not done in a way that is cheesy. So mm-hmm. if you do decide to continue on, it's 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 believable. All the characters do have their place, but all the characters do have their their uh, flavor yeah. that that yeah. it, it's not by you know, when they actually compete as a team, you're just you cheer. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, spike so, that ball. So, Aldo, what were your thoughts uh, on this? Have you seen this one before? I haven't seen this one before. Okay, so this is a new one for you, this and that's that's kind of rare in this a, setting. A little bit. Um, it's it was it was new to me. I like I said, I've seen a little bit of uh, of sports anime. I've seen free. Yeah. Um, swimming. Yes. Which is a swimming anime, which is very much it's it's a it's a fun show. Um, it's I've, girl eye candy. Yeah, it's it a, it's all about seeing pretty actually, men. Actually, in, it it it's pretty men. I, it's it's I just about seeing pretty men. <laughs> no, no, but, like, but you know what? I I was hooked. It's it it has it's that very sports. That's why I love the Rocky movie so much because it's all about 
pushing forward and making yourself better and stuff like that. Right. Succeeding. So it very much encompasses that. I've seen a little bit of a Yo, uh, Yo Apeta, which is a bicycling show. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, cycling. Mm-hmm. So so for this one, which I, I like it I, because volleyball is not something I think of too, too often as being like a popular thing. And what I've always told people about... Like shown, uh, you know, young young boys TV shows and uh, and sports anime and stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and stuff like that is that one of the things that anime does really well is that they take one subject and they make it seem like the most important thing in the world. Yes. To those characters. Yes. Yes. This is, and, uh, yes, I've seen this. And and because volleyball is such a tiny thing in the overall grand scheme of life, it's the most important thing to these characters. And as you're watching the show. It becomes like the most important thing to you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Rocky, and I think that's actually really fitting because um, I just remember watching the opening to this show yeah. and thinking this was some sort of like J-pop version of an '80s action movie <laughs> theme song. I, I, it was almost like I wanted to watch this opening, but cut out the music and replace it with "Man in Motion" or, or <laughs> yeah. something like that. It, I loved the opening, and it really seemed to fit with the tone of this yeah. show, where mm-hmm. it's again you've got these characters that are really driving themselves in this sport that maybe isn't important to other people, but it is so, so important yeah. to them. And, and, and honestly, this is an excellent first episode. I, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm hooked, but I'm definitely going to start looking more at it. This is probably it. number two on my, well, number three on my list of yeah. the ones that we've watched mm-hmm. as far as the ones that I'm going to yeah. keep going along with. I, I was pretty pretty captivated yeah. with it. One one last note, and then I'll, I'll be done with this, is, <laughs> is something that's unique is... While, yes, I have participated in sports, and I myself happen to be, you know, physically active, however, many people in the world are not. And so they may claim to understand a sport or watch a sport. But what's interesting about sports anime is it doesn't necessarily, like you said, it's their whole world. And so you have to understand their world. And what's great about sports anime is it will explain every nuance, (laughs) and it will go over it. Not not once, not twice, but maybe five times. So mm-hmm. by the end of the season, you're like, you know exactly what a vanguard is and a libero and an ace and a setter and a you know, oh, and you yeah. know what they mean and why they're doing that and why the rotations and I, and it makes sense to you. And so by the time they get to the big competition at the end, you feel invested. You're you're vested. Yeah. You understand why they have chosen that strategy. You know why the coach decided to do that because it it you start understanding the strategy. And so I made a wonderful meme that I put on my social media is everything I've learned about sports, I've learned from anime. <laughs> yeah, and, and I now know more about a swim team than I ever wanted to. <laughs> I'm okay right. with that. And, and it's, but it's, you know, exactly. it's a great way to understand it, and so you feel like you could go keep going. All um, right, though, I'm done. Though my yeah. last, my, it's not really a no, it's a question... I don't know much about volleyball, but are you allowed to kick the ball? Because I could have sworn he like this. You can. I think you can. As long as you can use any surface of your body to contact with the ball, Mm -hmm. as long as... As long as you don't hold it. As long as you don't hold it. Or you you cannot cup it with your hands or hold it. That's why setters have to use their fingertips or or quickly flick it Mm -hmm. off of of their inside fingers and palms. Interesting. Okay, because that's I I saw that and I was like, yeah. Because mm. if you can throw your foot out there and save, why not? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's extremely difficult in like 
the like beach volleyball, yeah. but yeah. you see, you occasionally do see it in in you know your traditional gym volleyball. Interesting. Yeah, but anyway. so, so Emily, what are your thoughts on this one? I I liked it a lot. I didn't know what I was expecting because I didn't uh-huh. like research it or anything like that. I thought it was really cute. I was way off from the beginning. Actually, I remember. Uh, going into being surprised it was volleyball. For some reason, I've gotten in my head that it was basketball. But anyway. Um, I liked the theme song a lot, because I watched the mm-hmm. Japanese. I watched the English sub, because I didn't know if there was an English I don't think there is a dub yet. No, there isn't a dub yet, because they barely it, came out with season new? two. It's, yeah, it's, it came out last season. Okay, yeah. then that explains yeah. it. So, but it's, I liked but the it's theme song really a lot, though. Great. I felt like I was just like, yeah, I would totally listen to this on a normal basis. Yeah. And the music throughout the show was good, too. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good opening story for the show. It's one I probably will keep watching for sure. Yeah, I think so as well. I loved the imagery. Yes. Um, some of it was a bit over the top, like when the king of the court comes out and he's got a literal robe and crown. Yeah. That was yeah. a bit much. But the first time you see one of the volleyball players jump and all of a sudden there are like bird wings spreading out. Yeah. Um, and the volleyball net itself is portrayed as a wall. Mm-hmm. Like there were just little things like that that really helped me to get into the head of these players who take this game so, Though, so seriously. I do yeah. have to say my favorite part is when the show jumps up and he has that big old, that fantastic pose where he has uh-huh. his hand out, and his other hand is just kind of up by his head, mm-hmm. and it just kind of freeze, freezes on that frame a little bit as he, like, jumps up into the air, and they do that twice in the episode, I think. Yeah. And I was like, that's excellent. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see that at least once per episode, and I'm like, yeah. perfectly yeah. okay yeah. with it. But, you know, it, going back to the Rocky analogy mm-hmm. really fast, is there's those moments that create uh, the story, yeah. and it, it's those moments, I call them chill moments, where you kind of get that, ooh, that excitement yeah. <laughs> chill in, in a film. And in, in Rocky, it's, it's every time you get that, that, oh, not always slow motion, but that punch yeah. just right, that the, the music changes and the mood changes in the fight. And that's those moments where in like Haikyuu, where they go up and they get a good spike and it just, mm-hmm. boom, goes down and everybody's just like, pauses and looks yeah. around like what the hell just happened right? yeah. and, and immediately right there you're just like Ugh! you know you, you you're like you cheer them on but you don't know why but you know something cool just happened yeah. right yeah oh yeah so brady we haven't heard much from you on this one okay let me get out my notes <laughs> so first of all i watched this using the Crunchyroll app on my phone Oh yeah, so yeah, me too. Oh I'm so sorry about all the commercials. We were not a prescriber. Oh my god! Now, 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 now here's the thing. Not only were there commercials, but the commercials would pop up in the middle of sentences. Yes, yeah, yes, super annoying. <laughs> yeah. And that was really obnoxious. And there was one time I had three commercials in one break that were the exact same commercial. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Lancaster Caramels, but I don't need it (laughs) thrown down my throat. So, not a a bad thing about the anime. Not not a bad thing about the anime. We all noticed you, we all Mm. groaned, we We all all understand. I told Steven, Steven hasn't finished your line in April and I keep being a bad friend because I keep telling him I'm just going to You say that show and I cry. Yeah, yeah I, the commercials I are making it really oh, difficult. I, I, I keep telling him, I'm just going to give him the files. Anyway, so there's one artistic choice that really kind of got to me, and that's there were a lot of shots when it showed somebody behind a net, and you could tell that they were behind the net because you see the bottom of the net, but the... It, it doesn't go over their face, and that yeah. bugged me every time that that came up. <laughs> you know, I it I totally agree 
it took about half a season for me to get used to it, and it, I finally realized it's done that way. Like you said, it's a stylized reasoning, mm -hmm. so you can always see the emotional reaction exactly. yeah, of what's and, happening. Okay, th and so it makes very, sense that way. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I noticed it yeah. too. To just very briefly go into your line, April. I noticed something similar because there's a character in your line, April, who wears glasses. Yep. But every time you see him in profile, there's no the, rim the, right here. Yep. Yeah, oh, you yeah, don't the, see the the frames of his glasses. They're they're gone. And I so have I to get used to just, it too. Like it's really they really want to portray the character's yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so I, uh, to be honest, in high I didn't even notice it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and you know the eyes. You know, the classic saying, the eyes are the doorway to the soul. I mean, Looney Tunes and Disney, early Disney, taught everyone how to do eyes really well, and the Japanese stuck to it. <laughs> yeah. And th th there was a part in the episode where they're doing, like, a player profile, and they go, favorite food, milk bread. And then I spent the next five minutes going, milk bread, <laughs> milk bread, milk bread. And then, it took me and then I had to rewind the episode. <laughs> it's so delicious. That's also really typical of, uh, yeah. of sports anime is to give you a profile on the characters and they tell you everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Free makes fun of it a uh, little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 then I noticed that there are definitely some anime archetype characters here. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you you have your two rivals, yeah. one with red hair, the other with dark hair, that you have a feeling are going to become friends. Um, <laughs> you have your soft-spoken, serious guy with glasses that has to constantly push it back up on their nose. And so I was just waiting for the soft-spoken, innocent girl with giant breasts to show up, and she never did. Well, it's only episode one. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess the manager of the team. Yeah, I get the impression but, that this but is... But it's yeah. not... There's no service in it. I yeah. kind of get the yeah. impression from what I have seen of this that this is going to be a guy's it's, show. It's a shonen. It's a shonen, which is a guy... It's, it's, you know, you have shoujo for the girls, you have shonen for the guys. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, the, the entire episode, I was kind of like, okay, well, this is, this is all right, until there was one moment near the end of the episode where they talk about, you know, growing from soil, and they and they talk about infertile soil, and then they make the comment of, we must be from concrete. And, like, that just, that hit me. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I will oh. give this more of a shot. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, you watched season two, episode one, I think. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> and, by the way, probably only I would know that, because, you be yeah, but, but that. that reference in concrete, okay. but... Was, you was, probably still enjoyed the show, yeah. Then. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Quick question: Was your orange-haired protagonist in the bathroom for the first like ten minutes of the show? No, no, no. Okay, he, okay. no. They, so I, I watched season two. Okay, yeah. And so, and so, you had the introduction of the new female character, the blonde, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, but it's, what goes to show whether it was season two or season one, his experience would have been equal with what yours was. Because yeah. we, we were commiserating on almost every point, and it was only in the yeah. last thirty seconds that we realized we were talking yeah. about. Well, when he programs. said concrete, notice I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I'm yeah because that, that, So well, when you get to season two, you will notice I, that right. is an that's well, an awesome moment. It, it is, it is because the, you know they realize, well, fine. Then they own up to it. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Is they're okay with that? They're I, like, fine. You said that I was trying. I was thinking back to the dialogue. I was like, did I just not read that? <laughs> you know what's interesting is that only came out like three or three weeks ago, and so like that. maybe yeah. four weeks ago yeah. for season two. And so when you said that, it was it was very mm -hmm. iconic, and that's why I remembered. But to remember something like that, it's got to be good, right? Yeah. yeah so exactly. so consensus on on this show is 
positive. Yeah. Like, almost overwhelmingly. And and just as a as a side note, if you enjoyed Haikyuu for being a sports anime, the majority, not all, there's there's a few outliers that I w- wouldn't recommend, but in in general, this is kind of how sports anime is. And so if you if it's basketball, if it's tennis, if it's cycling, if it's swimming, it's that same thing where they own it. They because it's that mentality in Japan where it's like if I'm going to specialize in something and make this a living, I have to be the best or else there's no point in it. This thing becomes my entire this world. This is my life. And it and it you you, I think everybody can relate with that yeah. in a way. So, yeah. And lastly, now, so this is our bonus episode. This is the one that actually I don't think everybody in the the group here was able to get to. So we may not spend as much time on it. But we're going to talk about One Punch Man. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just I gotta jump on this. I'm so sorry, guys, but I was. I did not want to watch this show <laughs> because it is so not my personal genre. Yeah. So I had to go out of my comfort zone to watch this because it's it it viewed like and reviewed like a classic almost Dragon Ball Z esque shonen show with partial comedy aspects, of course, like there always are. I could not have been more wrong. (laughs) This has nothing to do with being, you know, this has nothing to do with saving the world or it doesn't even have anything to do with being a superhero, even though he is a superhero. (laughs) For fun. This is, this is a... A, a a birth story. It's a growth story of of a person's persona and you know just growing as a person. You know, there's so much psychological concepts in here that speak to, spoke to me. <laughs> wow! What episode did you watch? No, I watched I, the one with the naked mosquito girl. <laughs> which, no, but, it, but there's, I don't know. I, it's probably because I've watched so much anime mm-hmm. that I can just. Just the tiny little cutscenes and things that are yeah. in it, and the fact that they go from this extremely plain animation to extremely detailed animation in short periods of bursts in time mm-hmm. that you, oh, to, just, to really show yeah. that action. I don't so, know yeah. what it is. It's really hard yeah. for me to express, but there's something about this show that I watched the first show. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what to expect. By the end of the first episode, I don't know how I got to episode six, but I got there. I put something. I put something in here okay. in my notes that I think describes the show perfectly, and that's ridiculous in all the best ways. Yes. So yes. Let's, let's synopsize just really briefly. Please, we, I don't know what's going so on. So our main character is a man named Saitama. He is a superhero. His superpower... We, we saw no, episode no. two. Oh, yes. He, he is a hero as a hobby. Oh, yeah. that's fair enough. He's a hobbyist. He's, he, a, he's, he's a hobbyist. A, he's in it for the fun. Yes. Yeah. He so wants his, to be his a hero ability, to, to be a hero. Yeah. Not his ability is basically he can win any fight in one punch. Hence the name. But yeah. not by choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his fault he's so strong. Yeah. In fact, in episode one, he himself goes... 
Not again! Come on! I want a good fight! So, in this episode that we watched, episode two, um, the city is plagued by this swarm of mosquitoes, and there is a cyborg that is hunting the mosquitoes down, because he recognizes yeah. it's a supervillain, and it turns out... Genos. Yes, his name is Genos. And he tracks down the mosquitoes to their controller, which is, of course, a sexy naked mosquito girl. Naturally. Oh, she's um, not naked. Uh, she's mostly naked. She's an insect. There you go. She's Moving on. <laughs> All right. We've enough said. So they, they fight, and uh, Genos is losing this fight. Uh, Saitama happens to kind of wander into the fight because he's been chasing a mosquito that's been plaguing him. In <laughs> <laughs> a deliciously comic oh, moment. It's a beautiful <laughs> comedy. It's hilarious that the one punch man can't defeat a mosquito. He can't, <laughs> he hit, can't, it. He can't, he can't hit it. No, no, he hits, he it, hits but it, like, but it just seems like <laughs> going, going like he slaps it and he's like, ha ha! <laughs> and he's like, you just see like the, his, his, you know, his eyes are like, <laughs> it's just so, so wonderful classic comedy. So when Saitama blunders into this into this fight... Uh, in his pajamas. In his pajamas, Genos lets off a blast, hoping to uh, incinerate all the mosquitoes. And instead he incinerates Saitama's pajamas, so he's standing around... Well, he, he destroys darkness. all the, the yeah. mosquitoes yeah. And, and Saitama, and he's like, Oh my gosh! I killed the guy who was behind me! I totally forgot! <laughs> and he turns around and he's like... "You." Torched my clothes. <laughs> there's a wonderfully comic moment where Saitama is standing there and there's smoke drifting up past his his uh, stuff his, so that you don't see it. Yeah, and then when the smoke starts to clear, this bit of rubble falls down and covers him still. <laughs> it's, it's pretty darn funny. So the fight goes on. The mosquito girl is obviously not comedy. dead. But the instant she shows up again and attacks Saitama, he just like hits her and it's over. It, he, which, does, he doesn't even no, hit her. He like back. He like slaps her like he would a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> and she just like vaporizes onto which, the building. <laughs> which is one of those things where... <laughs> break my chair right now. It's so funny you will break I know. Oh my gosh. One of those, one of the things is... Uh, the violence is like the gore. I guess is a little it's, over the top. It's not like super but drastic, but it's it's, uh, but it's played for comedy. It's comedic. Yeah. It's well, not. It's not gorified. It's it's exactly. it's like so, it's like. Guts. So I, I accidentally watched the first episode yeah. instead of the second episode. No, you should have. You needed to watch both. And well, I will watch yeah. both. Trust me. Um, but there's a moment in the first episode where there's this guy who's basically turned into a half crab man. Oh yeah. Yes. Because he ate too much crab. <laughs> and, and, you know, this is before one, one Punch Man became One Punch Man. Right, so he had hair. So he had hair, and he was just a businessman, and, and he was a businessman who had lost his job, and so he was trying to find a new job. Mm -hmm. And so this, this crab man was trying to find was trying to find a kid who mm. had <laughs> giant... <laughs> Kahunes on his chin. What? <laughs> like that's what he looked. No, like. yeah, he, he looked like he had giant he had a butt chin. He had a butt chin. Like, the, like the, the kid. Yeah, like, like, like they, he had drawn. He, he had, like, had drawn nipples. Drawn nipples on the crab man. <laughs> in, the in crab marker, and the crab's like. I have nipples, and there's like these like, magic markers. I, I can't even hold a towel to wash this off. Because he has claws. Have claws. <laughs> this is only funny to people who aren't girls. Oh. So, so, it's such a so guy what, show, it is. The, yeah. So the way that One Punch Man kills this guy is 
his... He, he jumps over with his tie and then grabs the eye stalk and pulls it out and then it's just like... It just keeps coming. coming out. Yes. All his, 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 all his guts like, oh get pulled out of his eye socket. Which, to go back to like oh. episode two, one of my favorite parts yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. So, so the so second great. half of the episode... Yeah, we only covered the first half of the episode. Oh, yeah, that's so, true. So the second half of the episode, Genos is talking to Saitama because he wants him to train him... Because he's so powerful. powerful. Yeah. So, so when the comedy comes back in is, uh, and this is, and I mentioned this in the break, so you guys haven't heard, but I said this show is a little bit of a satire of the shonen of like the action genre, um, but kind of an appreciation of superheroes. Because Geno starts going into his backstory. And it's a long, talky, but it's the exact thing that Brady hates. About anime, where they go into these giant narratives about their backstory, <laughs> to which this whole time <laughs> Saitama just wants him to stop, and he tells him. You can see him. You can see him. Like, oh, yeah. Genos is talking, and Saitama's sitting there, and he's just bouncing his leg. He's like, "Why is this guy still talking? Cracks, this is so boring. What, what is going on?" What cracks me up is it's it switches from looking at them in in this tiny little living room. Outside. Yeah, and it goes to outside and it's doing close-up shots on like butterflies and grass and oh flowers in the wind. And I was listening, okay, I was listening to it in Japanese. Just, and, yeah. he, and he starts talking and, and he's getting going faster and faster and faster and faster. And then finally he thinks he's done. And then he keeps going. <laughs> which Saitama just explodes and just tells him, if you can't say it in 11 words or less, stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, he's like, stop. Explain everything in 11 words or less. And what, and that becomes a theme yeah. for the show when, like, the bad guy will start monologuing, and so, and and Genesis will be like, "Hold on, hold on, eleven words or less." <laughs> He's not gonna listen. <laughs> and so, so Saitama, so Saitama and, and so, Genesis yeah. are attacked by a couple of uh, insect like minions who are enemies. Oh. In That's right. with, with the team uh, House of Evolution, who are there to find and kill Saitama. And Saitama's biggest gripe with this whole thing isn't that he's getting attacked, is that they've destroyed the ceiling in his apartment. And they won't apologize. They, they won't, won't apologize. apologize. So he goes to fight them and he fights a giant lion man and keeps asking who is going to pay for the repairs for my ceiling. Oh my gosh. Oh To man. which he destroys him. Genos is fighting this giant gorilla knight and he's having the hardest time doing this while Saitama is getting drugged into the ground by a mole man whose name is Ground Dragon. Oh! <laughs> gets out of the ground, the lion starts monologuing, and Saitama starts shaking the dirt out of his pants. He's like, he's like hold on, hold I have, on. I have, I have dirt the, stuck in my belt. And he like, starts, he's like, doing it, he's like, hold on. He's like, he, and, and the, the big bad guy's like, are you done yet? He, he's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, I'm the most powerful thing! And, and it's just, he just, in, in, in one punch and just like in just like little effort he's just like no he doesn't ki he doesn't kill him in one punch this he's is, like this is my second favorite moment of the episode the the lion monster has this ridiculous drawn out attack with this crazy like convergence of heavens lightning thousand slash and he just does a bunch of punches like you see in in shonen anime and saitama just dodges it all and then he turns around and Saitama gets ready to do his special move, and his special move is consecutive normal punch. <laughs> <laughs> consecutive normal punches. And he just vaporizes the guy. And then, and then he goes to track down Ground Dragon, and it's probably one of my favorite oh. moments of the whole thing, is that Ground Dragon, this mole man, is going through the dirt, and he bumps into Saitama, who's gone underground, and you just, just see a really creepy face come out of the ground. And it's 
I don't know how to describe it's it. It's just Saitama's face. It's Jack in Nicholson. The, in the, here's Johnny. Yeah, and, and he, he just, he's like so calm. He's like, I found you. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, Genos finishes his fight with his giant armored gorilla, who starts monologuing about how he's oh, the God. third strongest member of the House of, of Evolution, and how if Genos can't even defeat him, he's never going to be able to defeat this lion man. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> to which Saitama just comes out calmly, and he, with an eye, he's holding an eyeball by like the the, the tendon. tendon. Yeah, yeah, it is really bad. And he's it like, kind of you mean this guy? Yeah. <laughs> to which the gorilla spills all and the And the beans. gorilla, like, loses his his robot accent. He loses <laughs> all composure. And he's just like, I'm so sorry, guys. And he's like, where's your accent? I was just doing that to, to sound cool. You guys, I, I, what do you want to know? And it's just, it, it just, at that point in time, he, they just realize how... You know, out of the league. That oh man, I we could go off yeah. about One Punch forever. But oh guys, this show. If yeah. you oh, if you are a, if you are a guy, you will love this show. <laughs> no offense, however, 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 I have lots of female friends who have loved this show just as much. It's that's it. So, uh, that's it. You can't see Emily's face. She, she was getting kind of disgusted by her descriptions it's of the violence. It sounds like something I kind of enjoy. <laughs> you know, so 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 we, we don't give it, we don't give it justice. You have to watch I'm it. I'm sure yeah. there, are pl- there are tons of shows in general that so, have stupid boob jokes that I'm like, I'm bored, but I'll still watch it. You know, <laughs> so, no boob jokes there is, show. there is one moment in episode one that I have to bring up. Oh, because it was my it was yeah. my absolute favorite thing. So basically, there's this guy who wanted to be the strongest man in the world, and so he was training and training and training. And while he was really strong but kind of dumb, his brother is really smart, and so his brother makes this steroid <laughs> for him that makes him this giant and colossus. He's going, and, and he's going around just you know destroying cities. And all when, when we say big, we're talking like bigger than the Empire State Building. Big. It's stupid. <laughs> And and, and, yeah. and so his brother's just kind of riding along on his shoulder, you know, telling Kill him what everyone. to do. Yes, my brother. Kill them. It's we like will show them the power of brotherly love. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. <laughs> and, then, and then one punch man goes on the other shoulder. And then his brother's like, there's someone over on your other shoulder. Kill him. And he goes, huh? <laughs> Smashes his brother. <laughs> yeah, and kills his brother. And then he's like, what? And he looks at his hand and he's like, my brother is dead. Who killed my brother? And he doesn't even know that he killed his own brother. It's so stupid. And the, and the thing is, like, the, the, the visual comedic timing in this whole bit, I mean, we can't do it justice. Oh, it's But so, it just happens. It's so great. It, it happens yeah. in, like, two, three beats where, like, oh, Saitama appears. Yeah, there's, and, like, no hesitation. So No, the oh. slap is instant. It's just like, bam. Like, like, like you would kill an insect. Oh, now, now, I had some misgivings about this show. I don't do violence very much. Yeah. Like, I, I have trouble with zombie shows because I don't do gore. Yeah. I have trouble with most horror because I yeah. don't do gore. Due to the comedy, there's... The, there's... It's comedic violence. It's, I, yeah. it's not really gore violence. It's still, it, it still yeah. bothered me. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll admit that the fact that the female antagonist was getting defeated by a slap across the face didn't read as funny to me. That read as deeply problematic. That said, are you referring to the the mosquito woman? Lady. Oh, yeah, she, she just gets yeah, she yeah, he, she, she gets, gets slapped. I know. I, yeah. the, to me, that didn't read as slapping an insect. To me, that oh. read as slapping a woman. <laughs> oh, okay. and that was it, was it was it was. I I was just thinking it was you yeah, to defeat the bad guy. To me, it was really <laughs> problematic. Oh, okay, but you know that said, of the shows that we watched, like this is 
with with its connections to superheroes, which is what you know, superheroes are one of my favorite things. This is the one that I'm probably going to watch more of first out of all of these. Well, yeah, after I and, finish Sailor Moon, you know, and <laughs> it, new episodes come out on Sunday, so I'm going to watch it tomorrow. And, you, know, you, can, you can watch it on uh, was it DiceKey.com, and it's a free streaming service. I just I just and, watch it on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, is it on Hulu? Yeah, yeah. it's on Hulu. If I just and, and, and new so, episodes so, are coming it's, on there. It's so popular, yeah. Hulu picked it up. I I don't like Hulu because Hulu makes me watch a one minute, one and a half minute. I don't. Not, not I only don't, pay twelve bucks. I don't watch commercials on Hulu. And, then and we'll, honestly, I I use <laughs> if I didn't pay for the extra four dollars to not have commercials, I also have Play On, which skips the commercials for me. So oh, <laughs> I just hate. So yeah. anyway, One Punch Man, um, the guys in the room. Oh, obviously. It, it, it's I, I think I think it's the number one that I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. and then Do Ra Ra, then Haikyuu, then Cowboy Bebop. Then Sailor Moon and never ever yeah. ever ever fruit. Well, oh man! To, to oh, be man. fair, we're only saying the guys in the room because the guys were the one that watched it. Emily, yes. did I just not forgot about it. I'm it's gonna fine. be honest. Well, I, I watched two of them today because I'm know, like, oh crap, yeah. I'm behind. Due to, due to your experience with anime and and knowing superheroes in general and so mm-hmm. forth, I think you'll watch it and enjoy it. I'm, I'm actually anyway. willing to bet Curtis would enjoy it at least I a little. Oh, I'm sure he would at least. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch it tonight. I think so. Watch him. Yeah. So that was our. Crash course on anime. I imagine we'll do oh, something man. similar oh, to this again at some point. In I'm the so sorry future. if I. I <laughs> this yeah, is a this, super this, long this episode. Is, this is I'm definitely sorry. an extended episode, guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll make, sure to, wow. I'll make sure to make notes of that in the in the show notes. But then again, some of my favorite podcasts that I personally listen to are three hours long in an episode. Anyway, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with that said, you know, anime, as we've said a couple of times, and we said this, we kind of brought this up with the animation podcast that we did a couple months ago. It's a medium, and you can find all sorts of different genres in it. We covered romance, we covered action, we covered sports, we covered uh, space western, we covered a lot of different uh, genres tonight. Chances are pretty good that if you like entertainment, if you like to sit down and watch shows, Mm -hmm. there's probably at least one anime out there that you could at least get something out of. Kind of the great thing right now is that anime is kind of making a, becoming like a mainstream sort of thing now, so there's a lot more outlets to, to, you know, to to consume anime, yeah. Yeah, if, if you can think of a genre in film and television there is the same in anime, yeah. and I'm quite literal in saying oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you will be amazed at the amount of anime that you'll find on Netflix. Not as much Hulu. They have a ton. Yeah, Hulu. Have it's because they have Hulu. they have you know anime, Aniplex, Funimation, yeah. all these studios. The big, that, the big yeah, studios, the big, studios that bring the big to studios America. America. And, also but, has their own and, and, yeah, and then yeah. there's of course there's Crunchyroll. You yeah. know, I Which I, is, I was yeah. kind of putting their app down a little bit, but if you're a subscriber. I the book. app is the app is problematic. The service yeah. itself if, is not yeah, bad. Yeah. No, if you even if you if you do it on the desktop and just you know yeah. skip the commercial. <laughs> ad block. <clears throat> well, ad block. It's an it's an app that everyone should have on their browsers anyway. I watched an episode of South Park concerning ads today. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyhow. She knows she's an Hey guys, thank you so much for having me again. Thank it was, you, Mike, it for was being a pleasure. Here. The Closet Geek loves to hang out with the uh, reviews versus the world. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, after this rather extended edition of Reviews versus Anime, we bid you a wonderful evening and we'll see you again next month at Reviews versus the World. Woo! Guys, that was last. <laughs>